We call the the stars suns, so why not call the ground earth? Right? I if you're guess. calling the stars sun. But it's not an it's a planet. I mean it's also not the sun. Oh, the right. sun oh is I see what you're saying. Specific God, object. No, yeah. we're not getting into this pedantic oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm uh, not hosting, but I'm not letting it happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a geek podcast, Joe. It is. It's us may we geek again. Uh, can we just can I not? Can I not again? Joe hates my tangents. And welcome to May We Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Bubbles, um, and I'll be your host today for our finale discussion. Um, I'm joined by, as always, um, Joe and Shaheen. Uh, you can find... Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. Did we not get an adjective? I thought you spent some time oh, thinking of an adjective. I did. You guys are both magical and lovable. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Anyway, you can continue. <laughs> I did forget to say it. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes and a bunch of other places. We're on Android now. And um, what was the one we just did? Pod podcast? Fuck, I don't know. There's so many caster something. I'm Whatever. in a fight with with Apple right now. Like, so you might have some issues with iTunes. I'm still working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. That's the key part. <laughs> um, so we always love fan feedback. Um, feel free to come yell at us on Twitter at MayWeGeekAgain or at MayWeGeekAgain at Gmail. And of course, you can always um, come to Reddit where we post the episodes each time we record them. Um, if you want to enjoy some more longer form discussions. Uh, this is episode... We didn't write that down. Yeah, we did. 76. It's up at the top. Okay, okay, okay. This is episode 76. <laughs> We're going to be talking about um, the 100 season 6 finale, episode 613, basically. Um, it's great to have you guys here. We usually start with giving some information about ourselves in a quick icebreaker game. This week's icebreaker, we're going to each rate our favorite finales. Um, so yeah, let's do that. Um, who wants to go first? Joking go first. Okay, fine. I'll go first. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Joe. Uh, I'm a web developer based out of Austin, Texas. Um, I would say that I like long walks on the beach, but, you know, sometimes you, I don't really <laughs> like having to clear, clear sand out of all my clothes, so hit or miss, hit or miss. Um, let's see here. My favorite finale rankings would be second season, first season, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Now, I will say that, like, this season finale had some elements I actually really liked, um, but it but it, it was pretty much just the very fucking end when we got to see, like, the anomaly shit happen, and that just made me sad about kind of what I had wished that this season had focused on to begin with, um, which is not to say, though, that the performances this season weren't all really good, like, Eliza Taylor killed it in the finale, like, she was great, um, all the stuff with, you know, Simone slash Abby and, you know... Everyone was good. It was just it the the season finale really highlighted sort of what didn't work for me overall in the season. Yeah. How about you, Shaheen? Hi, my name is Shaheen. I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, oh, 
I was gonna do this. <laughs> I was gonna do this with a Persian accent. Oh, because <laughs> because of philosophies. Because <laughs> oh, I'm just from our, I'm gonna our... start saying philosophy from now on. Yeah, philosophy. Um, philosophy. so I study philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and so my my finales are kind of um pretty much follow the same ranking as the my favorite seasons um so it's second third first sixth fourth and fifth and yeah pretty much like some of them might be Thai um yeah I think yeah I'll talk more about this in my overall overall take (laughs) cool and I'm Bubbles I live in New York and I have a dog um so I ranked them I did Season two, season one, season four, although four gets a bump because I didn't feel that it landed with the emotional beats because of how much the characters were separated and how much they didn't upkeep those relationships. But had they upkept those relationships, four would be like even closer to the top. So I kind of just put it in the middle. Um, So that was my one caveat. Then I would say season three, um, season five, and then season six. Cool. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting. Well, oh, so you guys did not like this finale, and it's interesting because I didn't like it either. But it, it's still, <laughs> I liked it better than fourth and fifth. I mean, well, we'll get into bit. it on overall takes. Like, I, yeah. I, it's 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 hard for me to like parse through this season in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, for putting four and five last, um, what were what were your issues with those specifically? Before we move on to the overall takes for this season. So, honestly, with season four, the reason it always gets ranked low on my list is is just because I feel like it was a very unmemorable season. Like, I don't remember anything about season four. Mm-hmm. And I think I watched it the least. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't, yeah. And so that translated um, into the finale as well for you? Like, yeah, I don't even remember what happened season four finale. I guess they were space. looking for the bunker. <laughs> they went to space. Yeah, it was okay. Um, <laughs> season five obviously had a lot of issues with just like the plot not making sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and with, with this one, I think it, it's just, I don't know, I had some issues. Maybe we can get into that okay. later. Cool. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, so this was called The Blood of Sanctum. It was directed by Ed Freeman and written by Jason Rothenberg himself. Um, so overall takes. Do you want to go first again, Joe? Uh, sure, sure. So okay, so I'll I'll talk about like the finale and then in context of sort of the 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 whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some stuff that I really actually loved about this season. Um, but the episode kind of reminded me that they didn't really understand where the focus should have been. Um, for me, like the stuff that really like that I think could have worked really well. Um, the anomaly was like super cool. Like at the beginning when we were hanging out with, uh, Dioza and Octavia and we got to like see that shit. And then like when we kind of returned to it at the end and hope, uh, uh, Dioza's like adult child, uh, came back through the anomaly and like stabbed Octavia and then Octavia disappears. Like if we're going to go and like sort of really lean into some sci-fi, like fucking do it. And so like, yeah, I wanted way more of that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the body snatching sanctum stuff could have kind of worked if they had actually done a better job of tying it into sort of like they had so much potential to tie it into sort of the previous um iterate you know the previous flame stuff with becca except that it was kind of kept separate and so that was kind of weird and then the other sort of storylines you know that we had like with shade hedda or or um you know even uh jordan or god there's you know like a couple of different things where you're just kind of like they tried to sell those as so pressing and important like by the way Maddie is getting taken over by you know an evil evil ai in her head like maybe we don't just sort of come back to that every three or four episodes, like it lost its urgency. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I I kind of feel like if they were going to do that, cool, make that the storyline and the anomaly. Like they should have kind of just picked two things this season to sort of focus on. But as it was, it was like, cool. And so by the way, five episodes later, we're going to, meanwhile, back, back with, you know, Jordan, Mm -hmm. who we haven't seen, but he was stabbed life threateningly. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, meanwhile, back with the primes, like it was just kind of like, way too many ideas and i know that the show suffers from that but it was it was very very apparent to me this season and so um i liked a a lot of the ideas that they played with but sort of the weight and time and effort that was given to each of them the 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 balancing didn't work for me Mm -hmm. um other than that like yeah the end yeah cool i mean i think it's interesting with what you're saying with the the three separate plot lines, how that kind of took its toll on the overall story. Um, it always comes back to, you know, like, I think season two, um, most people feel has was the best season. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I, I don't, I don't rank it as the best for me, but I think it's, I always say like, that's my personal preference of season one, but I, mm-hmm. I think season two is actually a better, more put yeah. together season of television. Um, but think about season two, how many plot lines were going on? There was, like, one happening, and in, in we see it from two different locations. Yeah. You I know? I mean, we, we had a hot moment with, like, Finn kind of had his own plot line for a sec, but, like, that wrapped up. Um, it wrapped up and it fed into the rest of it. Exactly. Like, they, they had something to do with it, and so that's kind of what they didn't do with this, where it's like, okay, we're trying to show, like, you know, this culty thing or whatever, and we're going to use Jordan to do it, but we're going to forget about him for five episodes so that when we see him again in the finale and he is brainwashed, we have absolutely no connection to that to that character or that story anymore. Like, he was such a new character that if you remove him from us for a while, like, like if, for example, we, we didn't hang out with Indra for most of this season. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Dina Porter's super busy. It's great that they got her back. I always love whatever Indra we have, but like... It it was to the point where when we saw Indra again, it was like, yay, Indra. When we saw Jordan again, we were like, who the fuck is this? Because we have literally spent one where season with him. <laughs> and even then, like, he was, you know... Half a season. Yeah, half a season. We didn't really even endear himself to a lot of people because his character was so, like, painfully naive that, like, he fucked shit up for, like, the characters that we've been rooting for. So we kind of then didn't like him on top of it. Well, also his like storyline immediately went from it being, you know, um, all of our characters that we care about and love, um, trying to make a connection with him to him suddenly being only giving siphoned a shit about off some girl, some girl that we've never met before as a character and just don't care about really at, at the end of the day. So it's just like they really need to think about how they pair these characters because if we don't care. 
Like, how can they make that be a plot point that that may, has any momentum moving down the line? So, and like, and that's this is like nothing great. to say with with Shannon's performance oh, or anything great. like yeah. that. Like, you know, he you know did the best with what he was given, and it's entirely possible that a bunch of shit was cut. But you know, at that point, I think I think that you know the the writers really need to sit down and say. <clears throat> not only what is the story that we want to cover, but do we have a way to weave them together in a way that sort of makes it more compelling? Because as it is, everything was just so separated and things had been separate. Like you had a fandom that was like irritated by how separate things had been for several seasons mm-hmm. that then they just kind of like triple quadrupled down on that. And you're kind of like, well, you're on a new planet. Like, give me more season one, give me more exploring, give me more of this fucking anomaly or like yeah. creepy stuff. But like they, they should have picked two things and gone with it. Not, yeah. not six. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> what about you, Shaheen? I had the exact same feeling in terms of it feeling fragmented. Um, I mean, I almost put this season, I was a few episodes ago, I was ready to put this season as my second favorite. Um, tied with like season three mm-hmm. because I thought there were a lot of cool concepts introduced and mm-hmm. new, you know, uh, new themes explored. And there was a lot of, um, I mean, it wasn't as emotionally, I wasn't as emotionally engaged with it, with it as I was with season three, but, um, it was equally sort of, uh hectic and keeping you on your toes and whatever um and there are a lot of like troubling things that happened that you know i know some people didn't like or whatever but i like that they explore controversial things um but the last couple of episodes kind of ruined it (laughs) um and and it's hard so now season now this season is sort of tied with season one as my third place maybe season four my fourth place um, I don't know, but so, I, and I'm trying to think why I also, it was a long time ago when I watched the penultimate, mm-hmm. but, um, there was just certain things. I mean, I have, I always want the plot to be very, um, self-contained and unfold naturally. Uh, I don't like to feel the hand of the writer. Um, and I don't know, this didn't feel like that. And like you guys were saying, it felt very fragmented. And I wonder if it's because of the number of plots that were involved or just the way that they weren't really connected. They weren't really weaved together. Like, you know, it was just, it was so um, clear cut. It was like, okay, Sanctum plot, done. Okay, now we're going to move on to Anomaly. Um, mm-hmm. It was like literally when Octavia took off her jacket that's when the the sanctum plot ends and the anomaly plot starts they had no way of connecting the two um and that just kind of fell flat like that i was hoping for you know like in in most other seasons like in season 3 the way the city of light ended uh directly led into the way to everything that was season 4 was about mm-hmm. um you know that's when it was revealed that um, there's going to be a, a second prime fire, um, and that's when you know. And then Clark had to decide: Do we want to deal with that, or do we want to be in the city of light? And that was, you know, so it the 
the thing that leads us into the next season was very intimately tied with the thing that was that season. Um, yeah, like we didn't spend enough time with the anomaly. Like I wanted so much more of that. And then finally in the finale, we get, holy shit, that's obviously going to be like the biggest thing for next season because Octavia yeah. vanishes and there's some rando girl who came out from, you know, green <laughs> fog. Yeah. Like that's obviously sort of the Clark pulling the lever moment. Like that's where we're going the next season. But it's kind of like, I wanted so much more of that throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I definitely felt like it was fragmented. And I also felt like, again, the plot had issues. Like, I had issues with the the way that um, Clark handled the Maddie situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You mean how she um, just forgot she had a daughter for most of the season until she had to, like... It was plot relevant <laughs> for her to remember she had a daughter. Well, I meant like when um, she's trying to get Maddie to come out of Shade Hitter mm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm doing air quotes as I'm saying this. <laughs> um. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> um. Um, like that, that whole thing was kind of bullshit. And like just like little things that are just like, you can see they kind of jitter-rigged it. They're like, all right, we don't really know. We don't have time and we don't really have a lot of ideas about how to deal with this. So we're just going to do like a random thing that doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'll talk about more when we get to that part. But um, yeah, certain things like that, that just didn't really fit together. And also I think just um, the fact that, I mean, they had opportunities and they kind of were hot and cold about this, um, about sort of giving the um, the primes more of a, um, more layers and more mm-hmm, of a mm-hmm. perspective that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it felt like they were, they were going in that direction. And then, you know, eventually nothing came out. Like the prime thing just seemed so clear cut and uninteresting, you know, morally or whatever. Right. It's just like, yeah, well, this is clearly wrong. Yeah. It wasn't like a mountain weather situation. It was like, oh, shit, I don't know why what i would have done well i think they tried Um, to add the nuance to it too late which the nuance that they tried to add was basically in the last two episodes but mostly in the last episode of being like okay well this is clearly wrong objectively wrong but what do you do when your population is brainwashed and don't want to give up sort of their entire worldview which like right yes that should have been explored way earlier in the season to sort of have more impact instead we just got like a bunch of you know red shirts running around burning you know burning themselves alive and so you know i was just kind of like well cool so these people are fucking idiots and i don't care yeah (laughs) no i totally agree i mean i talked about this last time i was on the podcast which i think was episode 11 yeah it was episode 11 right yeah i think um that's i talked about this and you're right that's when they're starting to kind of highlight this issue of how this thing that this quote religion that they started it kind of now has taken on a life of its own and it's out of their hand now it's kind of um you know not really something they can just um you know annul but they don't fight against <laughs> it though or just cancel I I understand, like, they're not trying to, but I'm just saying, like, at this point, it's also just not, like, you can see people trying to tell them, 
the truth and they don't buy it. Mm-hmm. And and that's also like an issue I had with the penultimate that I now remember um, is that that was kind of didn't really um, work for me that as soon as Priya was like, yeah, this is all everything you believe so far has been bullshit um, for like 200 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone bought it because we were told and we were shown before that even when you tell them they don't buy it um they still and there you know there were people who you know gabriel's children tried to um re-educate and we talked about this and some of them would just refuse Mm -hmm. to be re-educated they were just like no i still believe in the primes and i'm not gonna stop Mm -hmm. and so how come all of a sudden as soon as they said that everyone and like priya has a gun to her head when she's saying that um i would have thought that there would be a lot more resistance um but anyway so but there's still good that we saw that yeah there were people Mm -hmm. um who didn't change their mind anyway um and yeah so i i agree totally with joe like they should have shown this more um in the past or highlighted it more like they could have had such a good juxtaposition between you know this idea of like when we left season five we basically left with an army of fanatics you know people who followed octavia people who followed the commander you know we had sort of our own perfect juxtaposition of what sort of this kind of fanaticism leads to and what happens when it collapses or whatever but like they didn't play with that at all you mm-hmm. know like they kept everyone on cryo which makes sense like you know we had an entire other new fucking cast to deal with in sanctum but like there definitely i think could have been some interesting sort of more nuanced comparisons like you were saying bubs with um mount weather not being sort of cut and dry in terms of you know these they had compelling arguments like you could see their side you didn't necessarily yeah. agree with them because we were on the side of our own protagonists but i think that they could have had there been, you know, had they sort of woven their story a little bit differently, done some much better sort of gray area work with, you know, hey, you know, Earth crew are fucking a bunch of fanatics too in their own way. Like, how do you sort of break people of their worldview yeah. like that? So, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. Shaheen made that comparison, but I completely agree with it. Um, And the, I think that there, there was a way to do this where it did feel more... um yeah less cut and dry and i think like if we go to the origin of it you know they spent 25 years like gabriel and russell spent 25 years torturing the embryos that they raised themselves mm-hmm. like were parents yeah. <laughs> to basically 25 years i can i still can't get over that i i don't understand how people still look gabriel in the face because 25 <laughs> years of torture um so you mean torture when they're experimenting on them yeah yeah, and well, okay. killing them because it took killing them a really them. long time to learn that it, they needed to be twenty-one yeah. years old before you. Because they said that the ki- the mind the mind wiper fluid it kills you without pain. Uh-huh. Um, they said it kills you instantly and without pain. So if that's now. all they did, I mean, that girl seemed like being psychologically tortured. Like she was distressed because she knew she was going to get killed. I guess. What? No, but or something that's going to happen. They ha- to her. It took them twenty-five <laughs> years to make the serum work the way that it does now. So, so it probably was not super pleasant. So before yeah. it was, the, you know, the when they talk about like what's happening with Clark, 
and Josie, yeah. that had happened many times before where their brains yeah. just painfully melted down. <laughs> um, yeah, either way, I agree with you. I mean, torture or murder, they're doing that. <laughs> for 25 years. For 25 years, So, yeah. <laughs> um, But so if it, instead of bringing Josie back, because they already had, you know, they already had embryos from which to start a civilization. Um, if instead the focus had been like, maybe... Um, their technology short-circuited because of the anomaly or something, and they've lost, like, the ability to um, have access to all that information. So basically, the, the primes become these encyclopedias of knowledge. So then the idea behind it is that they have to keep living so that they can get all that information out. And then it became this, like, and then without them prompting it, the people around them started to worship them for being, like, you know people who have been living since earth times and then so yeah. then it maybe maybe some of them don't like stop it because they're like yeah i mean it's kind of nice and then it snowballs into what we see now that would have been like understanding the tragedy of like that's not what they intended like all of this they they did this for the people so that they'd have that information and be able to survive and maybe even go right. back to earth someday should they like fix the ship or whatever um so from that perspective, then you see the tragedy in it. And then you see, like, they became these monsters through this process that they didn't really intend to be what it is. Um, and then I think you could feel a lot of empathy for them. But, you know, killing people for 25 years to bring back Josie, who's a total bitch, is <laughs> as entertaining as she is. She is a total bitch. <laughs> so, like, that part of it, you're kind I'm of like, lost uh, Josie. yeah, like no, me Josie. too. Me too. But, like, all of that is just kind of bananas. <laughs> Yeah, like, again, yeah, totally agree with you. Um, focus. Yeah, they could have... Focus. And, like, they could have also emphasized um, the positive aspects of Sanctum more. Mm -hmm. They brought up a couple of times how, like, but look, they're peaceful and, you know, everyone's happy and whatever. Mm -hmm. But they could have done a much better job of that. Like, maybe the embryos, they all happen to be, like, very low IQ or something. And... There's really no way that you can, like, teach them all of this stuff. You just kind of have to take care of them. And you can see the system. All of them are That, does. sure, it's, <laughs> yeah, all of them were just, like, yeah, there was a bad batch. <laughs> and so, like. <laughs> I don't know how they would do that in a socially acceptable way, but it would have been interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, but, it, you know, it would be, like, look, they're taking care of these people and it's really peaceful and nice and everything is in place. Um, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of, I feel like this is a, one of the major problems I had with the city of light, mm -hmm. uh, plot was that they didn't really, they made the city of light such a, again, like clear cut, like such a terrible thing that like no one would want. Um, whereas they could have like emphasized the positive aspects more, dialed down the negative aspects a little bit. Um, like, look, this is the first time the Grounders and the Sky Crew aren't, aren't fighting mm -hmm. ever. And they're friends now. And like, you know, this is, would have never been possible, you know? Um, and stuff like that. I don't know. So that they just didn't really try to even create a, a sort of mm -hmm. dilemma or, but even so, I still felt a little bit of dilemma at the end of season three. I was like, yeah, I don't know if like Clark, if she right believes, though. yeah, I mean, if she believed Allie that there's really no way to save people, um, then why would she do that? That she only did that because she, 
the fact that she did that must have been because she didn't believe Allie. Um, but there was no reason not to believe her other than Becca kept saying, no, there's hope, there's hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no argument for why, no, you can save people. Because Allie was saying, look, if you pull the switch now, everyone's going to die anyway. And, and they're going to die painfully. And so I'm at least saving something of their minds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I still feel like even that, but with Sanctum and with the Primes, they just kind of, they were just kind of assholes. And like, <laughs> and like the, there was a spectrum of opinion among them. Like, um, obviously Riker was not totally cool with all of this. And but also like not the- totally not not cool about it. Say what? Like, but he's also totally not not cool about yeah. it. You know, like, yeah, yeah. He was he was definitely <laughs> yeah. like, this is bad, but also like he he was you know. That's what I'm saying. Everyone like, should be spectrum. vegetarian, but except for me. <laughs> yeah, like the the that was the most conscient, um, conscientious person. Yeah. Uh, among them, like the you know, because like you look at like in Mount Weather. There were people who were seriously against this whole thing. Yeah. You know, they were like, they are having rebellions and whatever. Um, and there were people in the leadership who, the people in the leadership were all iffy about it already. And then there were people who were against it or people in their like um, uh, military or whatever, police force. Um, whereas here, like with the primes, the... Most like opposite opinion you get was Riker, who was like, eh, I, I don't know, guys. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> and then who was, um, who was the prime who, um, people thought Emori was her? Uh, oh, um, one of Kaylee's relatives. Kaylee? Was she Kaylee? One of her relatives. One of the relatives. Oh, okay. She was supposedly against, uh, what's it called? Uh, readjustment uh-huh. or the adjustment protocol. It was like, oh, okay, like so, so mighty, you know, great of you to be like against this one. My favorite, which is basically like, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. No, for sure. My favorite part was um, on the ship in this finale when I don't, I don't know what prime it was supposed to be, but one of the other ones that we didn't really meet. Um, and she, she, they're talking about using um, the people in cryo to inject all of them with the mind wiping thing make them all night blood so they're just in waiting for them to like use whenever mm-hmm. they want to and then so the one girl goes oh and I we won't that. even have to know them <laughs> like yes <laughs> so it's like you, you see that it does take like some kind of like a toll but like not enough she's like oh this is great i don't feel bad or anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that, that yeah yeah that's hilarious. yeah <laughs> so with all of that it just the finale just felt like it was like an action movie where like, oh, our people are uh, stuck in this building. We've got to go get them um, or, you know, whatever. They're they're trapped or taken hostage. It was like a hostage show. Um, it didn't have that sort of moral significance that the other seasons had. It did feel kind of like well, getting from 30 minutes of us ranting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we should we should go into like the breakdown. But I, I agree, Shaheen. It's like getting yeah. from point A to B to C, like just checking the yeah. things off and not really... Yeah, anyways. Um, so I think we should start... No, it was good because it was the finale, so we had like a long overall take for the whole yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's start with the, the ship side of things. Um, because then we're going to eventually be on the ground for the anomaly stuff. 
right? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Um, so, 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 um, <laughs> can I, can I yeah. give you guys my like crackpot theory? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, obviously, we have been mentioning like planet beta or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so here's my crackpot theory um, of of my hope that we did not just mention that, that this is Chekhov's planet and that we're not just going to like dis- disregard it. Mm-hmm. Um, that the anomaly actually allows transit between the planets mm-hmm. or moons or whatever in this in this like little tiny solar system business mm-hmm. um but moving through them also fucks with time hmm. so like you go from alpha to beta and suddenly you know you have actually moved 26 years into the future mm-hmm. does that make sense yes like that that you actually it'll move you there in an instant but you but th- but that time has passed or something like that like i feel like if if the anomaly fucks with time, but they're not saying it's time travel, I would say that this counts as time as as not quote unquote being official time travel where you're like, I want to go see the dinosaurs. It's like, no, you're moving a location, but you're doing it like sort of at some weird jump that does that is affected by time. Yeah. So I- that's Mm, that's my crackpot theory. Yeah, my only thing with that is though, like Octavia does not age, but obviously spent tons of time right in this other place. But but maybe it's you know you go forward twenty six years, and then you go back twenty six years. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of you like know, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, where you go into the wardrobe and it see and years pass, but it's only been minutes outside of the wardrobe. This is also if anyone's watched Star vs. the Forces of Evil for my <laughs> recommendation. Um there's a, a world like that where um her her best friend Marco ages up in that world and she goes and she's like, "Oh my god, he's so hot now." <laughs> Cuz he has like all these like grown-up abs. <laughs> um anyway, side story. I was going to say this totally makes sense actually from like a f- physics standpoint You're because welcome. Or thank, or <laughs> thank you. I don't know which one. But hope coming because, like, through. Does that mean she came? But how come she looks the way she looks? At that listen, back? we don't have answers for it yet. I'm just saying that it could be a thing. <laughs> cool. Why because like time know? travel, if if it ever actually is becomes real or whatever, um, I don't think you can ever like transport macroscopic objects. But whatever, <laughs> um, it it will be uh, across space time. So you will end up. Typically, in a, di- in a different location and a different time, mm-hmm. um, I think it would be really hard to have like a wormhole to that loops back on itself, and like you end up in the same location is just a different time. Um, Versus, you which move is a usually how they do it, and time. Yeah, yeah. See, science. <laughs> I'm just science. saying, like that. That could be. Speaking of the planets, yeah. yes. <laughs> so so they just named the planets after the Greek alphabet. Yeah. They they just and so okay, so I I have a lot of questions. So like there's only so many alphabet letters. Uh-huh. Um and what are they going to do after that? Then and, they go and into like, sororities and fraternities. Yeah. So you have delta delta delta. <laughs> um gamma know, like, gamma. I, yeah, exactly. And the thing is like the alphabet is an ordered set, but like when you look out from your planet into the the space, there's not going to be like a line of planets in front of you that you can start saying like alpha, beta, gamma. Like it's <laughs> going to be planets all over the place. Like how are you going to start naming them like that? 
Um, I don't know. It's just so funny. These guys are like the shittiest explorers ever. <laughs> they, they like explored 100 square meters of their moon. They didn't, they, it doesn't even look like they went to the planet. Um, that, that was, this was the moon of. Um, and then like, they, they, what do you mean? Because it's, it's so huge. They're just going to get like smushed if they try to go on. Oh, like a gravity issue? Yeah. Unless, you know, maybe the anomaly, something, something. I don't know. Something, something. (laughs) I mean, was that ever mentioned? Um, what, what do you mean? That it's too huge? That the, the the gravity is too high on that? I'm the just planet? going by the, the size looks, of Alpha. Yeah. It looks too big. <laughs> I mean, it looks like the um on Alpha. I mean, sorry, Alpha is the moon, right? No. Or is. No. But it, then, it, it didn't Raven say Alpha is the moon? Alpha is the moon, not a planet? For some reason, I thought that Alpha was the planet, but then they were on a moon. Uh, I mean, they said planet Alpha, but I don't know, because Raven said Alpha is the moon. Anyway. I think Alpha is the moon. They just, there's a confusion in the beginning. Yeah, so either way, I feel like if, it seems like on the moon that they're on, it's 1G. Pretty much, Mm -hmm. it seems like they didn't have to adjust to new gravity, so it seems like it's pretty much about the gravity of the Earth, which means that the moon is the size of the Earth. Um, so the planet, the planet, which is way, way bigger based on what we saw, would be very heavy and gravity there would be a lot stronger. Um, you could still live on there maybe. Um, I don't know. Some people might, I don't know what happens to your organs. Maybe it'll, you know, like it's the opposite of Pandora, um, in, in Avatar. And so instead of having giantly tall willowy people, cause the gravity is less, you actually have very short, like dwarves, but yeah. I, I don't mean like, like a derogatory dwarves. I mean like bearded hobbit dwarves. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or like the belt where people are like, had to adjust to low gravity. Yeah. I feel like I'm we're getting on so many like, oh my God, yeah. ranty, ranty, uh, tangents. Shittiest explorers ever is just my <laughs> <honest. laughs> Um, yeah. Cool. So talking about the ship, um, let's see, what part do we want to talk about first? Um, do we want to talk about Clark floating all those bribes? <laughs> Any thoughts? I mean, she pulled a lever, like it's obvi- it's officially a finale now, like, right. Like, it, it wasn't a finale until Clark pulls a lever. I will say, like, damn, Simone is a cold bitch. Oh, my God. Like, but no. good job, Clark, for, like, at least asking her a secret password. Like, yeah. Well, Clark's smart. Yeah. Like, as opposed to, <laughs> Wait, the- we got the juxtaposition with that with, with Russell, like, being so blinded by being happy that his daughter was back that he never thought to, like, really question much, though Clark probably could have answered a little bit more because, you know, she she had the access to, to Josie's memories. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, like, Clark, you know, being like, what was my dad's name? Like, yes. <laughs> bad, bad study yeah. job, I guess. Um, Seriously. But that's the end. I love that because I was like, when she said that, I was like, I would have never done that. That's exactly the thing that I don't do. And that's why I get scammed all the time because that <laughs> this <laughs> prince from Nigeria needs my help. <laughs> yeah, I was just like maybe ask a couple of questions before we believe everyone. Um, right, like at least yeah. like rough questions. 
Yeah. And, and <laughs> at least Murphy had, you know, when, 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 he, you know, apparently he was in a relationship with that boy. Um, you know, at least he had an excuse of being like, oh yeah, you know, my brain's fried. It's, it's weird in here. You know, like <laughs> at least, at least go with that. Like, you know, Simone, not super bright. Yeah. Just saying, Just yeah. saying. not, not quick on her feet. I mean, that moment though, where she pretends to be Abby, I, I thought for a minute that like, oh my God, is it Abby? But like, I think the show, cause on Twitter, um, the showrunner had been like, it was really, it was really great working with, um, Paige. It's, um, sad to say goodbye. And I was just like, wait, but they haven't even had her death scene. Like, why are they saying this now? And then I was like, oh, when this scene happened, I was like, oh, they didn't want people to like, because people were really upset by her death, um, Mm -hmm. and angry. Uh, so this was him being like, she's really dead. Don't fall for it. Please don't fall for it. (laughs) Don't be more mad. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I believed it for a second. And, and then Clark asked that. I was like, yeah, that's right. That bitch would totally, cause she wasn't even like when Clark uh, revealed that she was not Josie to her, uh, Josie's parents, Russell is crushed. Yeah. Like, which just, I appreciated. We actually mm-hmm. like, could see him being upset. And while I'm still like, you're a dick, like he's sad about it. it. Like sad. he loved his crazy daughter. He, yeah. Despite, I mean, that is the most clear case of unconditional parental love I've ever seen. Um, right, but the mom like, doesn't where even your kid blink. is so fucking ugly and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I, his I, kid I, is um... ugly on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, as always, I don't get the family stuff. Um, and <laughs> so you were a Simone in that scene. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I was no, I mean, I, I, I definitely noticed the contrast because like Simone doesn't give a doesn't give two fucks. She's just like, yeah, whatever. So what's what is the next plan? Yeah. Um. But yeah, but I also feel like I don't know Russell. I don't get. I don't know. I've never had a child, but yeah. like I just know Shaheen though that when you do have a child, should you ever have mm-hmm. a child, as Joe and I would say, you would so be ten ply about it, <laughs> and you would totally <laughs> cry. Well, look at him in his like fucking Russell. cat. Like, I know that, that's all you need. Like <laughs> all the evidence you need. If it was your child, I guarantee that you would sob like a baby. <laughs> but no, I mean the problem is not with the crying. It's just like I don't know th- this. What is it about? Like, there has to be something still about the person that you like. It can't just be that they came out of your penis <laughs> is the reason that you like them. It's, I mean, evolutionary there's psychology. nothing likable about Josephine. She's a total asshole. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. No, like, this, is, this yeah. is one of those instances where you can call her a bitch, I think. I think that that is, that is her character. She's like, a bitch. Is, yeah. She, yeah. She's she's even a cunt, nice. honestly. Like, <laughs> but like amusingly yeah, like, so, at least. If I were her dad, I would just be like, dude, like, either change or get away from me. Like, you're not See, but my daughter. But parents, like, when their kids do shit like that, it's not, they don't hate the child. They just feel pain that their child did something like that. They still, like, have intense, I mean, not everyone. There's some shitty parents out there. Um, but I, I, it's just, it's not something that you can really fight. It's, it's a biological response that's been, that's evolved over millions of years. So you're just to make you give two shits about your, oh yeah, 
to lay your yeah. life on the line, even if they're a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I do have siblings, um, and that's how I feel about siblings. I've seen it on movie. I see it in every movie where they behave the same way about their siblings, mm-hmm. and I don't get it. No, I'm, I'm like, well, this person is a jerk. Why? <laughs> because you didn't you didn't risk your like biology like your biology to reproduce did not get tied in with your siblings. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, there's been... I actually listened to an interesting thing on on, on the radio about this um, the other day that was talking about... Well, it actually had to do with monogamy um, and how, yes, monogamy sort of came into our cultural existence um, like through thousands of years of human evolution with the idea that you were probably going to die after having a kid or two. Like, your your sole function was to stay with someone long enough to reproduce and child rear And Mm -hmm. then usually you would die soon after that, as opposed to now where it's like you might still survive beyond sort of this theoretical 20 years that you might have spent with some, Mm -hmm. you know, with, with your, with your, you know, sexual partner, your heterosexual partner. Um, And so it's sort of this issue of like, well, so people aren't maybe as monogamous as biologically as we would sort of assume based on you know well throughout human history people paired off in monogamous (laughs) relationships and it's like yeah they died right after their kids were a viable age so mm, um it's not yeah it's not been that part has not been planned by our genetics at this point yeah (laughs) so there's no like backup plan for like how that works after certain years because it's not it's not something that was genetically selected for um but just the the idea of the biology behind it is you people who are reproducing have invested an incredible amount of time and energy in finding a sexual partner surviving pregnancy so that by the time the kid is born there's this weird fucking imprint thing that happens that i don't understand either because i have no maternal instincts besides my cats um (laughs) but where do you think that instinct comes from joe i know right it's just it's just misdirected it's just my body being like yeah so you say heterosexual life partners from me yeah no heterosexual life partners the gays do not escape the 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 desire yeah the genetic oxytocin response (laughs) which i mean i guess is kind of like i'm answering my own question when i think you know all of these people who spend so much money on fertility treatments and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. when like there are bajillions of kids who are adoptable you know yeah just you know you know the kids that need loving homes or whatever but you know people are like well you know i want it to be my kid my biological kid and it's like on, yeah, I totally get on that. On the one hand, you're an, you're kind of a dick because like a kid is a kid. On the other hand, like there is a little bit of evolution to that, mm-hmm. being like, well, so this actually is not my kid. Much like the the male lion who takes over a pride kills all the previous male lions' cubs because fuck that, I didn't put that. That's not my genetic material well, surviving. Also, by killing them, he is um, making sure that the females go back into heat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so that's it's the part just some that fucked it, up yeah. gross shit is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is though. There is a rational reason not to to do do to do what you said, meaning want to have your own child as opposed to adopt. Because um, it's not true that a kid is a kid. Like, what if you get a kid with all sorts of shitty genes? Right, but at least um, if you, you don't know adopt, where those genes are coming from, like filter that out. Versus, you know, like you just have to like give birth to a kid and be like, "Fuck, I hope I hope this one's not a dud." <laughs> Seriously, like, yeah. Josie. Like, I mean, at least you know it's your own genes. Unless something goes seriously wrong, 
You know what you're yeah, getting. Yeah, but it's, for some people, that's not a comfort. <laughs> sure. Yeah, those people should adopt. <laughs> um, though I do know a few number of people who adopted based on knowing that their genes were likely going to cause issue or down the line yeah. and that they were genetically predisposed. So you might as well, you know, not risk that and instead, you know, adopt. So... Yeah. yeah. Or if you just know that there's so many kids out there that don't have a home or a family, and that's fucking sad. Like, okay, fine. Have your own kids. Adopt one. Like, or just like, take in don't one be so human high kid. And mighty on your own genes. Like, you are not that cool. Like, unless you are like an incredibly gifted athlete or, and have a family history of that, or you're a genius and your family's super smart. Like, other than that, like, your genes are just as good as everyone else's. Like, get yeah. off your high horse. And also, you might be, like, an Olympic athlete, but what if you're an asshole? You could, ch- you can, like, give that to the next generation, too. <laughs> but if you're an asshole, do you recognize that you're an asshole? Or do you think, I'm an important asshole, my genes deserve? Well, some people. Some people not. <laughs> so this was a tangent. We should probably get back to it. <laughs> All right. Um, You're the one wrangling. I know. I'm doing a terrible job. I Well, this this was one of the episodes I had the hardest time taking notes for because, you know, none of it felt like it interwove with anything. So I wasn't like... I didn't have to pause a million times to, like, get it all down. But then in not pausing a million times, I didn't, like... Uh, catalog every single thing that happened. So I have nothing to just go through and be like, what about this? What about that? What about this? Um, so yeah. Um, I guess the only other thing that happened in space was the Shade Hedda stuff. So I guess let's talk about that. Like, A, my one question... Uh, no, wait. I have two questions. Um, Russell, it took him forever to realize that there was something going on with Maddie. Like, well, because Maddie was being a cunt and he's used to little girls, his daughter's a fucking cunt. So he was like, well, I mean, oh, that's true. Game recognized game, I guess. Like, this doesn't seem unusual to me. Yeah. She's a fucking 13 year old bitch, like all the rest of them. All of them. AKA Josie. Yes. Um, <laughs> and me looking back. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Oh, same. Actually, no, I wasn't a bad 13. Teen-year- Wait, I think I was a really annoying 15-year-old. Mm. It was delayed. <laughs> um, you were a late bloomer in your cuntitude. Yeah, exactly. I think I was annoying until a few years ago. Maybe I still am. <laughs> ah, Jerry's still out. Um, <laughs> but the... I had... This is the part that I had a lot of issues oh, with. Oh, yeah. Shade Hedda? Yeah. Okay, tell us. Lay it on, lay it on us. <laughs> So, first of all, I mean, the, this is not an issue, but I'm digging how Lexa was just, like, chatting up Shade Hitta inside the flame. Right, but we couldn't actually get ADC for this, so it just has to be, like, Lexa said. So like, did she? Yeah. Did she? Um, so, anyway, but, okay. So, this whole thing with, I know you're in there, and, like, Clark put, uh, putting the gun to her head, mm. uh, to her own head. And threatening to kill herself. Okay, so I have problems with it mm-hmm. from all sorts of perspectives. Um, Where do you want to I have, start? <laughs> so, first of all, I have, like, um, aesthetic problems with it. Okay. The whole thing with, like... Huh? No, no, I said okay, go on. Yeah, no, so, like, I don't know, so, like, the whole thing with gasp, like, when um, Maddie is, like... <gasps> gasping and like oh she's coming out whatever that's just kind of i don't get that 
um, what that's supposed to represent. Her fighting <laughs> against Shade Hedda thing, yeah. I... Yeah, like, what is that? So it's just not in like interesting or cool to to watch. And it's kind of cliche. And then I have plot reason problems with it. Plot problems with it, mm-hmm. which is you know basically mainly because like not the best strategy clark like you what is what is this like if she doesn't do it if she can't fight shade hera whatever that means Uh in there or doesn't win like you don't know that she can do it so what are you going to do either going to have to kill yourself which is a great plan now now you don't have clark um (laughs) (laughs) or you're gonna have to you know, show that you're bullshitting. So what is the point? Like, there would have been a million other ways to do this. You had no real reason to think that Maddie was in there or that if she was, that she could get out of there, whatever that means. I don't know that, that she, she could was overpower bullshitting. So you think she would have just killed herself? Yeah, I, I think that it could have gone that way if only because, like, Clark had already lost, like... Clark's lost a lot. Like, I could have definitely seen her being actually over it. But then, so I thought about this, but then if that's the case, that's also bad storytelling because, like, that <laughs> had no buildup. Like, all of a sudden, the main character is, like, wants to kill herself and, like, she's willing, she's, like, yeah. has nothing to lose. And we didn't know that. Like, we weren't told well, that. Not only were we not told <laughs> that, but we are. We already had the episode Nevermind where apparently Clark proved that she does want to live. Even though I think Clark uh-huh. has always proved that she has wanted to live. Like, when she, um, in 501, when she was like, she's uh-huh. on that edge. And, all, and like, she, she, like, overcame that. She saw her, she's like, fuck this. No. Like, <laughs> I do want to yeah. survive. Um, and then also like in, so she, I think what we talked about this earlier about, um, the whole alley stuff, she didn't feel that the city of lights was surviving, you know, she felt mm-hmm. like, so she, again, that was for her, if from her perspective, that was choosing life. And so like, she's done mm-hmm. this so many times. Uh, so now we're here, like, but it still felt like, what is she, she's like, I have nothing left to lose, even though like. We just had an episode where she came back from the dead. She fought back from the dead in her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Bellamy is her friend. W- were they saying, like, she doesn't care that he's still around? I guess that's probably what they're saying because they hate <laughs> Blark fans. Yeah, but, and um, she was supposed to be doing better. So supposedly she did. Yeah. Which I take it for Clark doing better means um, don't you know sacrifice everyone because of one person <laughs> like guess. she's she's learned to see the bigger picture um or relearn to see the bigger picture mm-hmm. um and but then all of a sudden you know she's back to oh all i care about is this girl who i found in the woods and you know we were together for five years mm-hmm. but all of a sudden nothing else matters than this girl it's just weird to me um, and it's kind of contradicts what Clark was supposed to be doing, which is doing better, um, caring about more people, like being less selfish. Um, so anyway, I also have philosophical problems with it. <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure about this, but it usually when they say things like, 
oh, be strong or fight it. You can fight it. This is this usually is meant to imply some sort of libertarian free will, um, you know, where like supposedly like you have this magical thing that's your will and that can do things. You know, it just it's not part of the causal chain. It's not your brain. It's not everything that's happening in your brain. It's somehow this other thing that then comes in and intervenes and changes the course of what's happening in your brain. That's just, you know, I, I don't like that, I guess, cause I don't believe in that. Um, and I don't get it. Like, I don't, I'm not even sure if it's a coherent idea because if it's influencing things in your brain, then it is part of the processes in your brain. And it should be scientifically, um, it should be something that you can study scientifically mm-hmm. and empirically because it has empirical effects. It has observable effects. So it can't be this thing that's outside of the causal chain. It will inevitably, if it's affecting it, then it's going to be part of the, anyway. So I don't like the whole idea of like, oh, she's strong or she's fighting it. Um, and like we had this with, with Raven too, when she had the chip and they're like, yeah, Raven is strong. That's why I don't understand what that's supposed to mean. Um, what do you mean is strong? Like whatever happens in her brain, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. It's not like she has this extra power over it. But no, but and, we saw and her physically I think this fighting is... Shade Hedda. So, you know, it's also physical okay. in her mind. So that's make, that makes it a little better. Okay, um, okay. I didn't know that's where so we were going with this. <laughs> I, wanna, so, <laughs> so I was going to say also like with like this is a kind of in real life is a problem when people um, – say this sort of thing to like people with mental illness mm-hmm. um you know that like oh be strong and fight it or you know like addiction or whatever depression they're like yeah it's it's not like there's no other thing that can come in and fight it like i have this problem and i have to deal with it i understand the idea of like making plans for self-improvement and holding yourself accountable to practices that make you feel better um for sure but there's no like will that can like suddenly you know manifest itself or something anyway um now they show that they're fighting inside the the thing inside the flame i guess they're Mm -hmm. fighting um so like a digital version of maddie is fighting shade hitta um which is okay but like why did like what was happening and we didn't see what was happening when Clark was talking to Maddie or whatever mm-hmm. um when she she was putting her, the gun to her head um I guess made Hedda <laughs> <laughs> that was um when she was talking to made Hedda um she the, we didn't see what was happening so like was Maddie the digital Maddie like despondent in there and she was just like given up and when she saw clark trying to kill herself all of a sudden like she you know built up her courage and started fighting shade Hedda. and we would have been nice to see what the process was in there and then like did she fight him when what well, we didn't see her defeat him um i think it's because she so, can't like, so they couldn't show it <laughs> Because Shade had a still there. He yeah. uploaded himself onto the computer, which again could have been cool. Like having an AI, like we ended season three with Allie getting beamed back up to the to the arc, 
And like, we kind of never went anywhere with that, where you're like, dude, you have a copy of an AI. Why would you show us that? And then we don't ever actually see that again. Like, are they going to try to do that again? Like, I'm sure that because it's evil, Mm. like demonstrably evil, we'll probably come back to it next season. But it's like, they could have done all of that sort of at the beginning of this season. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm. that could have been something that they were like, they were fighting, you know, from the ground and from the sky. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been actually nefarious as it is you're just kind of like so you have people who the only person who understands technology raven uh, being helped by you know gaia and and indra and uh nyla and you're kind of like do they even know what's happening <laughs> like do they are they just like mm, yes i understand these words mm. <laughs> i know some of these words <laughs> exit yeah <laughs> I've heard Sky Crew mention them before. <laughs> I'm this just going to nod along and pretend like I understand what, what it is. Any right, like, grounders read? I think. They I think don't, have, they don't have a lit, written language. Uh, David J. Peterson had said that Triggered Slang doesn't have a written form. But they've named places after... Like, they've named people and places after, like, road signs and things. Well, but the so, first yeah. ones did. I guess. Like, maybe it just yeah. got passed down that way. I don't know. And it's very inaccurately pronounced. But, but so Lexa it's probably not, they probably didn't read it. They probably just said. Did said Lexa them, read? Like, passed yeah, it on. Yeah, Lexa read, and because she fell asleep with the book when Clark was drawing her, and, and, and Gaia can read. So maybe it's just like a, you know, only the, the few learned people are allowed books. Well, they can read English. I guess it's definitely they're not reading Triggered Slang for yeah, sure. I mean, because but if you're using a, 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 an, a you know English alphabet or a Latin alphabet or you know Western alphabet, whatever, like yeah. you should be able to read Triggered whatever. You, whatever. you should be able. I mean, that's what we do with Triggered Slang is we current we um, spell it phonetically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like officially it doesn't have doesn't have an alphabet or a written form um now yeah so they were they said that like warriors learn english so i guess like yeah warriors can maybe also i feel like there have been so many retcons about this yeah (laughs) yeah for sure um speaking of that (laughs) of retcons um did raven forget to delete shade hedda I don't understand. I, I when I was re- rewatching, I was like, "Pay attention this time. What happens?" I still don't understand what happens. Yeah, me neither. But apparently, in like, extra she was supposed to <laughs> isolate her, isolate Shade Hitter, and then delete him right away. Well, no, she, she was going kind of to left. do that, but then um, the only she, she it was like fighting against her. So the only way to delete him was to kill the whole flame. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and then but somehow he still got. But somehow he still, but like what? I don't. So I'm still confused because I still didn't see him transferring himself. I I saw him the code on on the the other monitor. But so there were two monitors. Yeah, and he isolated himself into the other computer or something. I don't know how that's the thing. And then how can the code upload itself? Like, what does that mean? It can't. (laughs) You can't like. Yeah. Don't I? I saw I. Though this whole scene to me was confusing. Um, I didn't even think I thought like everything was just fried, 
And and then in like in accident interviews, Jason's like, yeah, Shade Hedda is still alive. He uploaded himself. I'm like, God damn it. The worst part of this season. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, Shade Hedda had no layers either. And they really doubled down on that. Which like, they intro. could have. Like they could have made so yeah. much more nuance. And like, but instead we hung out playing chess with Shade Hedda for like 15 minutes at the beginning of the season. <laughs> and then never went back to it until the very end when she's possessed. And you're like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And like, he was just a total maniac. Um, like you're just a just, dick. Yeah. Just like a run-of-the-mill, rule-by-terror kind of person who I think is actually, there aren't that many people who at least, like, who start that way. Um, I believe that most leaders, even the, you know, most horrible ones, mm -hmm. the um, most tyrannical ones, they weren't just ruling by terror. They had some legitimacy with the population and they had some ideas. They thought they were going to, like, pull it together Sometimes they thought, like, by being tough, um, they can, like, get things going. Like, you know, there's this um, former king of Iran, the Shah of Iran, Reza Shah. Mm -hmm. um, it was, like, the one before the last. Mm -hmm. um, he was this kind of person. Like, he was a very brutal dictator, but people also revere him because, like, he built a lot of railroad, railroads and roads. And he, rent, you know, renovated a lot of the country and whatever. Mm. Um be, and they say that, like, he had to do this to, like, um, create discipline because there was no discipline. So um, he had to, like, brute force certain things. Um, but I think there are very few people who just enjoy killing and, and dominating for its own sake. Um, I don't know. And anyway, so and like Indra was telling that story where, like, he came into the villages and he slaughtered any, anyone who didn't kneel. Um so what's the point of that? Like, you're going to rule over a bunch of cowards? Um, like, everyone who's left is a coward. Um, well, they're easier so, to rule over, I guess. Is that what you want? Like, what is the point of that? <laughs> so people do everything you want and feed you grapes. I guess. I don't know. So it's not a very nuanced thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. They could have given him more. Especially, like... He was in the flame, and we were told the flame was wisdomous. <laughs> well, that's my other... The flame was wise. That, yeah, that's my other thing that I was just like... So, you know, the we've heard, like, several times, like, the, the spirit of the flame chooses the next commander. Like, how can you still believe that when you have, like, shit had a, like... Being like the worst, like you know. So how I, I like? There's a lot of like yeah. he create. He does create another hole of being like, well, so the whole. How do they still believe this if he was just a problem? And like, yeah, I think it would have been interesting if he had built things on top of that. Like, yeah, he was a dickhead. He killed a bunch of people, but then he also he created... started fighting against Mount Weather. Like, they were the ones that started doing that. Like something. Like something. He's the first one to to like unify them. Yeah. The grounder clans and create more peace and discipline, and like people or maybe fight not even weather. Peace. Like maybe instead, it's... instead of fighting each other, 
Like, Something. maybe it's not even peace, because they made a point of saying that Lexa was the one that, like, unified them, but maybe he was the one who put a couple of them together and, like, waged war on Asgeta, and that's where the whole Asgeta thing came from. You know, something. Right. Something. But yeah, like, nothing. Lexa unified all of them, including Asgeta, but yeah, Which, I think, like, there should have been other commanders before who unified them in smaller batches. I, I still don't understand how the commander works, because if they weren't unified, like, why is there a commander and who is she commanding? Or he... Maybe it's like the Pope versus like the, you know, a lot allied powers. Like, yeah, you're religiously, you know, you follow. But like if somebody like if the Pope asked you to like go to war, you're like, ah, fuck off. But so it's. Yeah, we that's so that just it's goes not back a commander. It's like a, a religious, like the Dalai Lama. Yeah, exactly. But it's also uh, the head of the military. So it's. It's more like those old kings. Nothing makes any um, goddamn sense it, anymore. It so, well, I mean, sense. that all just goes back to the fact that we didn't see what happened after Beko was burned at the stake. Right. Um, <laughs> how did this? How did this tradition of commanding? What, how was it created, and what was the significance of it at and the beginning? Why was? Why do you kill all the other nightbloods when they're so rare? Uh, <laughs> and why is blood must have blood an idea? <laughs> so yeah i was gonna say about that i was thinking like you guys were suggesting i think uh some few episodes ago that maybe blood must have blood was shade hedda's idea which um, sure maybe and yeah that and it could like have a, been a good thing like, idea mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could have been like here's the counterbalance like everyone in there is all you know lovey-dovey and you know pacifist but he's like dude no like if you don't take revenge when there's no other law people are just going to do whatever they want so there has to be some accountability um and you or know whatever so like competition of another night blood he's like you know fuck you guys i am in power like and i'm sure that it, i bet i bet maybe all of the other commanders weren't killed like all of the other novitiates and then he maybe started doing that because, you know, there was like an insurgency being like, well, this dude's fucking crazy. Let's train up another another nightblood. And he was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to slaughter all them. And then that became the tradition. You know, I could I could see that. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, there could have been more to shade Hedda. Yeah. We just needed Indra it not him. to be so one dimensional. Well, I'm so. Why is he playing a part next season? I don't understand. So it, we didn't spend enough time with it, Maddie, like with Maddie in it this season. Like, again, like it's just kind of like, like Jordan, the Jordan problem of being like, but like did we so, need to spend more time with it? Like, did well, it? if they wanted to, but they if, if you want me to give two fucks, then we needed to spend more time with it. But we didn't. Right. But it's not going to happen now. It's, they're not going to add nuance now that he's just the now he's just an the evil spaceship ghost in the machine. Yeah. Yeah. And how was it? How does he even know? Like, <sighs> How is he going to be like the ghost in the machine? He doesn't even understand machines. He's never seen a computer that works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I don't. And is the rest of the flame destroyed? I don't even understand. Yeah, I think the flame is gone. The flame is the completely. Object. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the flame and everything that was on it, I think, is burnt, is fried. It didn't even get to contract its tentacles. <laughs> It was just like kind of flailing about. Neat. Um, 
Well, so yeah, I think I, I think that's dead. the question though is if it's only Shade Hatta that uploaded himself or if it's everybody all of the commanders that are fighting inside the ship. <laughs> yeah, that would have been interest. That would be interesting if they do that. Yeah, I don't think I, that's I just what like I don't. Happened. I don't know what happened, but I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, should should we not? Should we move on? Yeah, I think so. We can so. take a break, maybe, and then talk about ground. I do have to pee. Yeah, yeah is that yeah, everything for space? Little... Is that, like... I think that's... Oh, I did want to say that one part with Clark. You know, we had um, such an on. And mm-hmm. I really, legitimately, I did love the moment where Clark has a scalpel and she can't cut into Maddie. Like, it's yes. too much. And yes. her hand shakes. And, and, and Jackson's it, right there. Like, watching it, I was like... Where's Jackson? And he's, he's where's the doctor? <laughs> and he was right there. I, I I really legitimately like that was one of those moments like um the moment with Gaia and Miller that just like it really did touch my heart. Um and I wish there was more of those moments because it was really effective. It was a great moment. It was a great moment. Yeah, um, I like that. I, I also like the Craven hug. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Although I just, it's like, to me, with all that, like, it's so, it's too little, too late. And it's it I, not. Just let I, them hug. I understand. I, I, no, I, it's, I, it's better than nothing. I will say it's better than nothing. <laughs> you tell like, your don't crumbs. fucking pretend they're best friends now. Build it. Make it, like, yeah. just build upon that hug as, like, a turning over a new leaf. Have them work together. Have them, like, have them fight in a way that's, like, like makes sense. That's not, like, yeah. you know, that's, that kind of builds on the relationship. Because everything we've gotten up until this point has been shit with that. And I want more. I want them to actually legitimately be friends that I feel in the depth of my soul. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Uh, and that's actually... Part of the reason I like it is because it felt so natural in the moment. It was like Clark was so grateful all of a sudden and she forgot everything. Because mm-hmm. otherwise it would have been lame. Like you the, know, the Clark would, and Echo hug. Yeah, it would be like, uh, why did they hug? Yeah. <laughs> but this felt natural and, and this kind of could like be. Relief. Yeah. Like catharsis. I'm going to hug someone. Catharsis. Come here. And, yeah. And, but no, but it's, it's important that it's Raven also because like she's. She showed her, you know, technical skills and, and coding skills. She was a part of it. And and Clark is like, Clark knows that only she could have saved Maddie. Um, and so she's really grateful about that. And that this is the kind of thing that could be the start of a new friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, where something just, something lucky happens that gets you guys close together again. And gets you to f- appreciate each other again. And that just kind of, you know, snowballs from there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We'll see. Cool. Pee break. Cool. Pee. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so let's do this. Let's finish so, talking about the hundred. So when, so on the ground, we start in, we're in that room, right? Yep. Yeah. Taking, taking the Kool-Aid, bloody, bloody yeah. Kool-Aid. Was that like a church house or what? Or was that just like a random room I that they, they deemed? I thought they were in the, were they not in the, in the bar or am I thinking of a different scene? It might be a different scene. I thought they were in something else. 
Like, because they closed know. it okay. off. I have so many other questions about this that the location <laughs> didn't even occur to me. <laughs> so, okay, questions. <laughs> okay, I don't know where to start. So, first of all, it sounds like this is the first time adjustment protocol has been carried out. I don't know if they had drills or whatever, but like this is the first time they're actually doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Somehow everyone knows what to do, what how exactly this thing is gonna go down, right? And I'm like, how how did you? They've been training for it their whole life. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys do drills or what? Like it's like they have a whole thing, and and what exactly is supposed to happen? So they give them a blood like drug infused blood. Whose then, blood is it? Whose blood is it? I think it? they took and it for they, themselves. And then they they okay what? they start tripping. They could have just like dissolved in water, or whatever. I don't know. It's just a sick thing. <laughs> and so like then they like start tripping, and then what happens? They they see the primes or something, or is it like guided meditation? They like control what they can see. I, we didn't see enough of that. See, again, this is one of those things where I'm like, I could have been on board had we, like, had a couple of episodes about this. And we're never going to revisit it again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Instead, surprise, everything's on fire, take some drugs, go on a hallucination trip, maybe, maybe we're going to slit your throat. (laughs) Yeah, and the, okay, and so, number-wise... Again, like how many people are in Sanctum? This time it looked like fifty people. Um, I'm really when they unsure. rounded them up, <laughs> right? Like that was a small room. I was like, it can't even be two hundred. Um, and then okay, the believer to non-believer ratio it seemed very disproportionate. It seemed like believers were like five percent, ten percent, right, of the population. Like storm the gates. And I'm like, how is this thing was even sustainable this whole time? If like 90% of your population actually secretly doesn't believe it, <laughs> I think that's not gonna fly. You, unless like you have some really brutal like enforcement system in place, which they didn't have. Like those 90% of people could have just stormed the prime's castles. Well, but wait, um, I- I didn't see that ratio play out. I just was like, I didn't understand where everybody was because, you know, since they could only build so many sets, you can only see, like, so many Oh, you think there are other rooms with, like, other people? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It was very unclear to me is, I guess, what I'm trying to say in terms of, like, how many people there actually were because sometimes, like, the whole mob was, like, um, anti- believing and sometimes the whole mob was all about believing so like the the scene where you see who was killed um oh oh the the one prime that Riker's mom was killed right um Priya yes and you see every in the great dinner hall of wasted space was it there I thought it was outside (laughs) oh my god no she she got killed didn't wait the one that Josie killed no, 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 that's Kaylee. Fuck, I didn't get Who the... When you have bodies... Like, what are fucking name tags? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I don't um, know you characters well enough to be able to be like, oh, that's so-and-so and somebody else's body. Like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Like, No, the... So the... The <laughs> yeah. Riker's mom who gives the speech to everybody about how it is all fake. Yeah, right? that's Priya. The, when that's, she was, oh, when Priya. was she killed? 
I thought she was killed outside of Sanctum by a mob of, like, non-believers who were like, you, you killed our children or what, I don't remember what they said, but, um. Well, those would be the children of Gabriel, right? No, but it wasn't, it wasn't the children of Gabriel. It was Sanctum citizens. It was the non-believers. So in that scene, it seemed like there was not a a lot of non-believers, but then when it's, when in in this episode, it seems like there's a lot of believers, and I don't know where the non-believers are, and it's very it, it is very unclear as to how many people live in Sanctum. It's well, it seems my long way to say that. <laughs> Sorry, in this episode, it seemed to me like there were a lot of non-believers. Um, I mean, if you look at that room really? where they're like, where they're giving them blood, the blood of Sanctum, mm-hmm. they're all like they sit them down. Um, right, but how many of those weren't were weren't children of Gabriel as well? I thought there was just a few children of Gabriel. Fuck, I don't. Know. Including that that girl that got, got like the token them. one that got killed. So we know that, that they like, mean business. The throat, the throat, yeah, throat slitting. But so like, yeah, it seemed like it was a room full of people, which would be like I don't know, fifty to a hundred people, and then there was like ten adjusters. Um. Right, or am I tripping? I, I <laughs> it didn't seem like there were a lot of adjusters. Um, like two. It wasn't definitely not like there's for every non-believer. There's like four adjusters. Um, you know. Oh, I. I. That's what my other question was. Those robes that that lady was wearing. Was she like a? A the crazy priest? adjuster lady. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's like people designated as that, or it's just like within yeah. high off of the the whatever. Right. Um, Clergy. The most pious. Yeah, the most pious suddenly become clerk. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't see enough of like how it worked and like the little um, what's it called um, exposition. That we get from, like, Gabriel being like, oh, yeah, Simone um, wanted to try the blood because she thought it'd be more potent because this and this than it is. And, and you're like, oh, so they've mm-hmm. tested this. So I guess they have, like, protocols apart from just the adjustment protocol. So that I, I, don't, I don't Yeah, know. they said that they've seen I'm just babbling because that's what this episode <laughs> Yeah, they said that the under the influence of the thing, the space peyote, um, uh-huh. the believers become violent towards non-believers. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like they organically formed a, like, enforcement force or something. It's like, it was very organized. Um, yeah. at first it looked like, it looked like a chaos, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just had so many questions about this. <laughs> <laughs> so many questions. I think that's, that's where we end with that part. So many questions. I would like to know, um, independently of this whole adjustment thing, I would like to know what the proportions of believer to non-believer was um yeah i'm very curious to know right like because you would honestly think that the odds are that when people are told that their belief system is a lie that like they well then again maybe they weren't raised to be critical thinkers like it's it's really difficult because it's like Mm -hmm. you would think that the majority of them would be like wow that story does reek of bullshit they are Mm -hmm. probably not gods yeah um versus <laughs> it being a, a a minority that thinks that but then again you're just kind of like well people are really stupid so 
Yeah, I mean, Octavia talked about this, um, mm-hmm. and and Gabriel miss missed opportunities to really like compare these two a lot because that's what they should be. Because Octavia like does have experience running a fucking cult, yeah, and, like convincing people that she is infallible. Mm-hmm. Listen to her, maybe. Yeah, she was. What? She said that if they accept the truth, their lives mean nothing. Yeah. That's why I burned the farm. Um and that I love that that part. Um mm-hmm. I mean this is I think you can see this in real life all the time when the people, sunk cost fallacy. Like, right. You, that's my example. Like people are simply not going to accept a conclusion because it will make them so much time and energy into this other conclusion. Yeah, they they meet yeah. They, it's become part of their identity or it's become like something that they especially like if you if you like had a fight with someone like you had a fight with your partner about going to the movies mm-hmm. and then went to, to the movies and paid for the ticket and it's a shitty movie um you're going to watch it till the end cuz you're like I fought for this and I fucking paid for this and, but it's irrational, right? Like, you should mm-hmm. leave if it's a shitty movie. Like, your total utility will be greater if you just you leave now. You paid for it, damn it. <laughs> you paid for it, and it's air-conditioned, it's really hot outside, so I'm just going to sit in there and be angry about it. I'm going to yeah. hate watch this movie. And I'm going to get extra yeah. snacks to make it worth my while. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to spend extra money just out of fucking spite. <laughs> yeah. And then Gabriel calls it cognitive dissonance. But I think that um, what he is actually describes is called confirmation bias. Um, I like which that you're is... well actually um, <laughs> Gabriel's armchair psychology. <laughs> yeah, which is that you you give more weight to um, to ideas that confirm what you believe, or to evidence that evidence that confirms what you believe, and you give lower weight to evidence that in uh, that disconfirms what you believe, um, or you simply um, fail to seek evidence that disconfirms uh, your belief, um, and therefore you don't come across it. Um, but you go after evidence that confirms it. So this is called confirmation bias, and it's a very common thing. Like we all do it. It's very hard mm-hmm. not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah. So and and this I mean, existence science is something that scientists have to. Um, test for um correct for and that's why one of the reasons we have we want experiments to be replicable um because we know that experimenters tend to confirm their favorite theory um and so we only accept the results if i mean this is called the experimental uh the experimenter effect is that the what the experimenter which which hypothesis the experimenter thinks is correct tends to correlate with the result of the, the experiment. Uh, and so we only accept results if um, multiple people can replicate it and people who have different opinions about it, um, they all surrender and they all accept that, that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that it's not just confirmation bias. Um, and a lot of times like your methods may be problematic and you're not checking for your methods. Um, you know, anyway, so this, um, and I like that as, as a way of, I mean, again, for, for the sanctum people, 
I guess you could say, I mean, it's confirmation bias in the sense that they heard the, the counter argument, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they just somehow they just don't care. Um, and you can see this, you know, in real life is like, hey, here's scientific evidence and mm-hmm. people just don't care. And you're like, wait, how can like, what is your belief now? Like I told you and, it, you know, <laughs> Um, you should, there should be some updating happening somewhere, some some effect. Um, yeah, because they just don't know how to accommodate that in everything else that they believe, and they're not going to spend time doing that. Um, you know, they it's just too it's just not something they're going to like spend any effort on. Um, so yeah, I don't know what you yeah. guys thought about the whole cognitive dissonance part. No, I think I agree with you. That it's like, it is such a big part of their identity that they have to just grasp onto whatever reinforces it. Mm. Um, I mean, they're basically being told, like, the sky is no longer blue. And, like, yeah, it has been blue their whole lives. And (laughs) what the fuck? So, like, I get that. But again, the earth goes around the sun. And people are like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) But, like, again, it gets into this idea of, like, if we had given more shits about the Sanctum people, if we had spent more time with the psychology and sort of, like, digging into them actually believing it instead of, like... Because I feel like the entire time we were on super duper the outside being, like... I don't know, this seems, like, we we were yeah. Earth crew being like, mm-hmm. this seems fake and bullshitty. Like, at at yeah. no point did they make us think, like, well, you know, they kind of have a point, as opposed to just being, mm-hmm. like, the, the most we got was, it's an honor to serve the primes. And you're like, I need yeah. more than, like, just that, because mm-hmm. even watching it, I was like, surely they know it's bullshit, right? Like, yeah. Again, surely. like the City of Light, we didn't get to spend time with the people inside it. Yeah. To know what their life is and is it complex? Does it have layers? Does, do they get fulfillment out of this thing that we are judging? Um, yeah. In positive ways that you know could be appreciated for in in their own terms. Um, we didn't see any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like Joe, I, was, I liked your- hmm? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no! I was just gonna say I like Joe's point about um, one crew or Octavia dealing with all the psycho fanatics. As like, oh, yeah, payback. Like, it's, it's join or die. Like the entire finale of this part was join yeah. or die, like coming home to roost. But again, we didn't really get too much nuance with that. And it could have been like it could have mm-hmm. been more had more impact as being like, look back at, you know, look back at season five. Like, I know I know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, Where the fuck was Dioza? I mean, honestly, like, that's what we needed in this finale to, like, come in and just be like, Dioza and, and Indra down on Earth being like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> but that's my feeling on every episode, I guess. <laughs> um, and it's probably a very common feeling. Um, yeah. I'm seeing so many parallels between, between Sanctum and the City of Light. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, in terms of like um things that they could have done to make it better um yeah yeah well i think that's one of the problems with the show as a whole is that there's so many great ideas and like yeah. all of us has at one point been like all about some kind of idea that they've come up with but they just fast forward through all of it see so yeah. we don't actually get to enjoy 
the possibility of that storyline because you get like the thin deep like this 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 it's about like getting to the war and then getting to the next thing that we're going to explore sort it quote yeah. unquote explore um and so i think that's that's one of the biggest weaknesses of the show as a whole because the ideas are great yeah but it's just it's like they forget the idea is or they're just focused on the idea aspect of it and not actually the execution of exploring it right and really digging into yeah, well, so yeah. we we get this. so I'd like to I'd like to use a, a phrase that um, my girlfriend use uses when talking about like fashion and stuff. Uh-huh. And the idea is she has this thing where she says there is a boss of an outfit, so you can put together an outfit, but one thing in it should clearly be the boss. You can't have like fourteen things be the boss of an outfit. Like <laughs> maybe you're wearing like a super cool shirt, like it's crazy, it draws a lot of attention, in which case, like, maybe, you know, your pants or your skirt and your shoes and everything else, like, complements it, but it doesn't, like, try to overshadow it. Um, mm. Whereas, like, what this show has, like, sort of fallen into its own trap of, of being like, well, this idea is cool, and this idea is cool, and this idea is cool, and, like, let's just all turn them up to fucking 11 all the time. <laughs> um, but at that point, like, yeah. we're, you know, we as viewers are like, cool, so what's the important thing that I should give two fucks about? Like, yeah. as it is, I can only, I only have a capacity for so many fucks. Yeah. Um, and by the time it's time to answer that, it's like, yeah. it's this yeah, next yeah. season thing. <laughs> yeah, they, and they only have so much capacity to develop it. And if, you know, it's in so much time. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. it's just, I, I really wish that, you know, they just, damn it. Like, pick one thing. Maybe two for next season. That's it. Like, you do not get to have, like, 14 bosses of your outfit. I mean, I kind of like the structure of, like, one problem in the first half of the season and then it kind of bleeds into another problem in the second half. But I think I agree with you. Like, they can do that without having all these side ideas that... That don't get um, any attention for five episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Maddie. Seriously. It just loses urgency when they can't spend time on it. Or, or just like, if you really want to make it a small plot line, make it a small plot line. Make it a tight, small plot line that feeds into the greater story and then be done with it. Like, don't do this like half ass shade head up, pop in and pop out. Now it's out of Maddie, but now it's this huge thing next season. Like, it's it, that part I, I like, I think was objectively not well done. <laughs> Yeah, I think I can see Jason or this team making other shows in the future where a lot of these ideas are, you know, similar ones are developed. Um, I hope, I mean, sometimes you see, because I was thinking like sometimes artists, whether, you know, writer, director or painter or whatever, um, this is something that happens with your work is um, you put too many ideas into it um you know i've written papers like this where like um (laughs) i know what i'm talking about yeah the people who read it they were like yeah like there's too many ideas and none of them are developed enough to like Mm -hmm. for me to care or to be convinced um and so yeah that's something that i mean i think you go through sometimes and then once you get it all out there and you know get it out of your system then you start developing those ideas one by one. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I don't know. A lot yeah, of, yeah. there are definitely a lot of these are really interesting, cool ideas. Yeah. 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 Like, and also, okay. Becca fucked up everything. The whole 
Everything is her fault. Like very closely related to her invention. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I just want to say before we go to the anomaly stuff, um, I did really like Amori's cape swish when she was like pretending to be a prime. (laughs) But like, I one of the things I wish they would have explored like for two seconds, not even like gone into too far. But like, I think that's probably the first time Amori has ever worn a dress in her entire life. (laughs) And I think it would have been really funny for her to say something like, my butt feels naked. (laughs) Something to like, kind of like say like how weird that was for her to be so clean and like in like a like a dress that's fancy. Or, like, have her sit down, but, like, legs totally spread. And someone yeah. else being like, cross your legs in a dress. You're, you're giving it all away. Exactly. exactly. Something like that. But, like, but I still really appreciated the cape swish of her, like, trying. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely would have would have enjoyed more of Emory adjustment um, struggles. I yeah. feel like she adjusted really fast to everything. They, yeah, they... Um, I mean, yeah. Murphy, I think it's like we, ex- well, I guess both of them, it's true that we would expect them to kind of just mesh into whatever society because they're survivors. That's what they're good with. Yeah. And like Amori yeah. has had to be super sneaky her whole life. Like she knows how to kind of blend in and like, you know, um, so I think like that part, I guess like when you think about it, it works, but I think some kind of commentary about how weird that was for them would have been humanizing um, i mean they, both of them are outcasts and like when they were both in polis it kind of makes sense because emory was still kind of in hiding or like mm-hmm. not showing her um her hand her mutated hand um so they were kind of still like outcasts you know that were kind of at the margins of of society but now they're completely they're like part of the team and whatever mm-hmm. um I don't know. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And like from being in the dead zone your whole life, um, being an outcast to going to normal grounder culture and then rapidly to a space, space life uh, with a bunch of sky crew people uh-huh. um, and then going to another fucking planet. I mean, this girl should be schizophrenic at this point. <laughs> she just, she just fucking rolls with it. She just like she sparks up a doob, takes a drag, and is like, "All right, let's do this." <laughs> oh, I fucking love Amori. <laughs> like, she's definitely grown on me, absolutely. And like, yeah. um, Luisa's performance has been has been really great. So, I mean, she's I was I was someone again. Like, season five, going into season five, didn't give too many shits about Octavia, minor shits, but like season five, I'm like, God damn, Marie's killing it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. season six, I'm like, fuck yeah, Maury, I'm into it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And she became God. She went Yeah. Home. Like no big. Yeah. yeah. It, Just it some little girl from, from the dead zone becoming a God <laughs> to some randos oh. on another moon. Honestly, I kind of love story. that story when you think of it that way. Like, <laughs> there, so there's yeah. so much to mine about her. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wish, I wish we would have seen some of that. Um, she's weathered. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, another thing to discuss for ground stuff, um, really quick. Um, I liked the moment where the Blake siblings are like, okay, yeah, let's go fight with Gabriel. Let's do the right thing. Um, it was, it did still feel very quick. Like all the Octavia stuff, like going into the anomaly, just completely changing everything 
was it kind of felt like an easy way out. Um, and it still did in this moment, but of course, like you want the Blake siblings to work together mm-hmm. and whatever. So you're like, okay, cool, fine, whatever. So that part, cheesy but nice. Um, and and then to like take us into the anomaly stuff, I um I did like that revealing the anomaly is like, oh, Octavia has actually spent like lots of time like mellowing out. <laughs> It didn't just, like, happen, like, after a peyote space trip. Um, it's something that she's, like, had... Got, how old is Hope? 20? 20 years to, like, chill out? Yeah, I think something like that. How old yeah. is who? Sorry. Hope, Hope. Dioz's daughter yeah, that comes out of the anomaly. early 20s. Oh. Like, I thought okay, she was okay, a Okay, are we going to place bets on whether or not she, she and Clark are going to bang? Uh, I thought she was a teenager or a young girl. She looks twenties to me. I could. I mean, be I'm sure I'm the actor good. is. I'm not 20s good at, you know. I have no idea. Um, eh, I mean, whatever. how old is Eliza? I'm not gonna be a. I'm not gonna be satisfied with whatever they end up doing with Clark. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm just stuck on the fact that they had a way to give both, like Clexa, like a perfect digital, like world for them to live in forever and for Blark to happen and they decided not to do either of those things <laughs> uh, and okay. just keep everyone really pissed off <laughs> well listen anger fuel like basically that's how they're gonna have to defeat Shade Hedda they were gonna have to defeat they're gonna put all of themselves into the computer you know and, oh, and defeat it with anger like that's how they're gonna power the spaceship um, to beta so, like, reverse Ghostbusters the movie. Exactly. Exactly. Is it the second one? Second movie. Yeah, it's the second movie, I second think. Second movie. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I also feel like with the, the whole hope thing, I feel like you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, is that we had a lot of good time with the Dio's Octavia thing and then um, that kind of blended into the anomaly and then we kind of dropped that for a while right and there was pretty much nothing they were just hanging out in the tent there was not much happening with that part right and then we came back to it in the very end of finale is that more or less right yeah so i think we were like we kind of didn't really know. Like, we trusted that Octavia didn't remember anything from her time in the anomaly. But mm-hmm. then when Hope comes back through it, we very much find out that Octavia knew what the fuck she was doing. Like, it, when she, um, cause we had a moment, well, we, several, several points that I would like to make about the anomaly. Number one, unobtonium are like, is that <laughs> just a nod to fucking Avatar and unobtainium? Is that, no, it's just me. All right. Wait, cool. what did they I call thought it was unobtonium. They- an Octonian. Whatever. An- still an sounds. It's still, yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree that it still sounds, yeah. But so, but so, um, was Octavia, like, Octavia was lying about not remembering things because she knew who Hope no, was the I'm moment she was. No, I'm not too sure she, yet. She didn't remember until she saw Hope. Um, I agree that it's not clear at all <laughs> when you're watching it. No, but it is because when she hugs Hope, she says, tell them it's done. No, no, no. But there, so she didn't remember until she saw her, though. And I, I'm pulling up the script right now because I didn't read it. 
But apparently um, people pointed to that when they're like, oh, that's how Octavia didn't know until that moment. It says so in the script or something like that. I mean, okay. I like I I mean, the look on Octavia's face, she the way she raises her eyebrow. I thought that she inferred she either inferred that this is hope Mm -hmm. or like you're saying, like she suddenly remembered. Um, But I mean, to me, it was more like she inferred that, oh, this must be Hope some or something. Um, but then also, like, Hope saying, um, he has my mother. Like, who the fuck is he? And is yeah. it going to be, like, some Shade Hedda thing? Like, is that... Because that's the only nefarious he that we really know of since, I mean, I mean, unless, like, somehow we're going to give two shits about Russell again. But um, here we go. No, I think it's a he that we don't know. What, what, um, what pups? Oh, I, so um, when so in the final scene, Octavia says she's here, and you're like Dioza, and even Octavia's like Dioza question mark, and then Hope comes in, and then um, a look of recognition in Octavia's eyes, as if a flood of memories is crashing down on her at once. Dot dot dot. Okay, I mean I'll, I'll buy that, but that's not what I saw on screen. It's, yeah, so the, sh- the show is always, like, um, I think Bob Morley is the first one who said that he hates the script to screen, because he's, like, he, I don't know what exactly he said, so do not quote me on any of this or say that this is exactly what he said, um, but it's, like, he, it's, like, dishonest, basically, in terms of, like, um, what they're, like, portraying. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it dishonest also just, to like. the script? Um, I don't know if there's like other directions that don't make the script or I don't, I don't really know. I I, I can't like infer what he was saying, but just that he hates them, um, giving the essence that it's like dishonest. Um, and so in this instance, I think this is like a perfect example of what maybe he means is that like, now you're like, oh, is that what was meant? But that's not what we saw on screen. Like, that's not what anybody inferred by what we saw on screen. So what did we see on the screen? So we saw on the screen that it it seemed more like Octavia had remembered things because like it wasn't this epiphany moment that 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 the script says it's more like she had been sort of holding a secret and expecting something to happen someone to come through the anomaly so when she said so when Hope says he has my mother and then you know Octavia you know Octavia's hugging her and she ends up getting stabbed but she says you know tell them it's done when that happens it seemed like she was expecting all of this to happen you know what I mean? Right. So I think that's definitely consistent with everything that was on the screen. But I think that what the script says is also consistent with what was, what was on the screen. Because it just didn't when, that way to me. when Hope came in, there were, at first there was like a blank stare on Octavia's face. And then she recognized Hope. And that's pretty much all we saw from what you just read. Because we can't see inside Octavia's brain. Um, so that flood of memories um, that came back, that was the the eyebrow raise, I take it. And I guess, yeah, I mean, they could have done a better job of like may- making maybe a dialogue that explains that or something. But then it's consistent because from that point on, um, she if she just remembered everything, she now remembers what her purpose was, why she came back and why she did everything that she did. And... So now she's, you know, back on track. She's caught up. Because mm-hmm. all she needs to remember is the background of what the whole thing was. And if she now remembers it, then 
she'll know who Hope is and she'll know why she did everything that she did. And now she can report the result to Hope. But what right? did she It would do? all be happening within a few seconds, but she, yeah, she would infer, she would find that out. Sorry, what? Well, so what did she do? So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, she, so something about, I guess like her purpose was to activate the little um, globe thing. Mm-hmm. The anomaly stone. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, yeah, that's what. But I guess like all that that was gonna, all that led to that was the tattoo, right? Um, but we, we don't. She, I guess she always had that though, right? No, I think. Well, after coming I think out of the, the anomaly. Right, right. I think the idea is after coming, but I think she was always wearing a jacket. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so like no one ever saw her back naked, um, Mm -hmm. or exposed. And so now they saw it. So I guess like if that's what the aliens or whatever, if that's what they gave her, um, so that she comes out and so that the humans then activate the stone, um, then nothing of substance that happened was Octavia's mission. It was just to, for her to come out with the tattoo mm-hmm. so people can see it. Um, so nothing too deep comes out of that. Um, but if, I don't know, if the implication is that like the whole thing with Sanctum and all of that was planned. Um, and yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's confusing because it's like, so then what, so like he says, like the last um, letter on this thing is an Octeon. And I don't think that's a mistake that your name, you and it share a name, even though obviously they don't share a name name. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But so that thing has been there for a thousand years. So like. Yeah. A thousand years? Is that what they said? Yeah. Who said that? Uh, Gabriel. I think he said that. Joe, do you remember him saying that? Yeah, yeah, he totally, yeah, he said, um, like, that it's a thousand years old or something like that, which, again, like, makes me curious about this sort of, like, sort of time travel, but not really time, time dilation. Travel. Yeah. Time dilation, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I am so confused. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to pull this off. I mean, TBH. I think this is supposed to be confusing, so I'm not bothered by it because I, it was this weird psychedelic moment, right, with the anomaly taking over everything and every everything seems confusing and scary and nothing makes sense. And like I was thinking of it from Bellamy's point of view. Mm-hmm. nothing makes sense to him, right? Like, he's standing there, he has no idea what's happening, it looks like it's a sandstorm, um, and then some chick appears out of nowhere, and then Octavia is like, it's done, and then Octavia gets uh, stabbed, and then she turns into flying dust. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I I can see how that that's the effect that they want to create in your mine too of at this point absolutely nothing makes sense this is a totally alien world um and things you just don't understand the logic of it um but it that still doesn't negate that like all of this stuff eventually has to make sense 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what they do with that. But I think at this point, I'm willing to accept that this was meant to be confusing. Um, and yeah, it was supposed to put you in that position of absolute ignorance um, and how how humbled and powerless you feel when you feel like you don't know the laws of the world around you. Um, mm-hmm. Like, imagine you didn't know it, it, gravity behaved in ways that you couldn't predict. Um, mm-hmm. It would be very scary. <laughs> it's like you don't know if you're going to just like shot up and hit the ceiling at some point or um you know you can't walk without <laughs> um yeah so so they're going you know. to some weird ass world that makes well, no sense <laughs> well the part that's like i guess maybe what they're trying to show is so like when um when sky crew goes to earth and are among all the grounders and they're like clearly like more technology technologically advanced and educated um maybe they're creating that for Sky Crew now through the anomaly with, like, alien technology that's, like, far advanced compared to everything they have. So now they're kind of, like, the quote-unquote savage, uneducated, technologically in advance. All the humans. All the humans, yeah. Yeah. Specifically, though, like, our protagonists. Um, I like that. So I guess from that perspective, it's interesting Um, whether they can satisfactorily explore that in 16 episodes. Yeah. (sighs) We'll see. Let's find out. Let's find out. (laughs) I always wonder what happens if like an alien species discovers us and they feel that way about us. Um, Like imagine like we have limitations of how our brain works and how much we can hold in it but like mantis shrimp they can see colors and spectrums that we have no idea of like yeah and like imagine like how we can do like string theory but like a dog can't even learn like addition subtraction um now imagine like an alien species who can do like a whole other type of math (laughs) or something that's not even math yeah it's just something else not that it's hard it's just beyond our comprehension. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that the our math is to the to the dog, it's not that it's hard for the dog. Mm-hmm. It's just not gonna be a thing that's gonna ever learn. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So I feel like th- how would they feel? And with like I, when I was watching Battlestar Galactica, I was thinking like these Cylons. I kind of understand how they feel because they remember tens of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. they have memories that go that far back they have a whole other perspective on the world than mm-hmm. these people like these people are seeing aren't seeing like further than their own nose um you know they only know everything that, like within happens within like a hundred years or whatever around them whereas like you remember tens of thousands of years you've seen civilizations rise and fall and everything you'll have a whole other perspective on it i don't know maybe and and i wonder if that would make them like not have as much regard for our lives Mm -hmm. the way that some we feel about some animals like we don't have much regard for their lives um or are they just gonna like feel pity for us 
like we also sometimes feel for animals <laughs> um but yeah i don't know we usually tend to think that something bad is gonna happen well and i wonder how much of i wonder like us thinking that something bad is gonna happen is because we would do bad things as yeah. evidenced by actual right. history as well as this fucking show um so maybe we're like, still thinking of it with our own brains what if yeah, they just like don't maybe think everyone that else way? isn't a dick yeah it would be nice like, to they're have actually a smart season enough. without dicks <laughs> for once. Yeah, they understand that like cooperation works, and so like they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of, so the, before the anomaly whole scene, we have like all the reunions and blah 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 blah. People saying hi. So we have like obviously the Bolar Cug that was not at all romantically filmed or silhouetted by the sunset. Mm-mm. No, no. Um, and so Clark goes, um, was it worth it to, I don't know if we did better. And I, and yeah. I kind of like, I was really in that moment. I was just like, you know what? They have always tried to do better. Always. <laughs> like what is different about this time? Nothing is different. Like they've always seen their options for what they were like shitty options. Like, and, and they, they chose to them, like, what they thought was the best outcome given the information that they had. So I don't see how this is some, like, turning over a new leaf and doing better, as Monty said, because they weren't ever, like, trying to, like, fuck shit up for everybody, you know? Other people were fucking shit up and they got caught up into it and they're, like, people's bullshit. Yeah, and so, like, I don't know what I, like, I don't understand the takeaway at all. (laughs) And I was just kind of like, you guys have tried. Like, you, like, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I think maybe it's that, like, they intervened. Like, so, I mean, on the one hand, I, sorry. No, no, that's that's it. Just that they intervened and things didn't go well. So I could see that Clark would, like, maybe come up with a bit of blame for that, even though it's kind of like, well, then would they have been uh, dicks for not intervening um, when murder is happening? So, you know, you're kind of yeah. in a hard place on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the intervening when we talked about multicultural citizenship. Yeah. And, like, you see a culture where, like, they're doing this thing that to you is just murder um, or something really wrong. And, but you're like, well, I kind of it's not my place <laughs> to like go in there and be like, Hey, you guys are doing it wrong and it's not going to work. Like they're not going to like it. They're not going to like hearing that or whatever. Um, so, but I was thinking that I, on the one hand, I, I understand what you're saying, Bubs completely like on the grant in the grand scheme of things, this wasn't really that different from any other situation that they've faced. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like, the way the story was going, like, for Clark specifically doing better, I think, like I said before, meant um, relearning to um, sort of readjust one's priorities or um, weights that one assigns to different people or different lives in a, in a less lopsided way. Um Instead of like giving all of the weight to one person and not and, and sac- being willing, but to she did that one else. time. Um, sure. And then, but for the, I think Monty's slogan is mostly for all of humanity. 
So, and I take it when he says do better, what he means is don't do the shit that we kept doing on Earth, which I take it is tribalism, right? Mm -hmm. So don't be tribalist. Don't be like, oh, my people, your people, I'm going to like kill all of you to save all of us. Uh, and that's something, that's a choice that they faced at some point this season um, or multiple points where they had, like, Bellamy was like, we'll kill them all and we'll take this castle, which I had a lot of issues with. But they were the there <laughs> a lot of times. He was Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> like, when... He had when blood the, sugar. They took his clerk We've again. We've all <laughs> been there for the second time. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Echo came back and was like, so when do we attack? And I was like, dude, chill the fuck out. Like that. <laughs> Just go die like, already. Yeah, chill out a little bit. Like, you don't attack all the time. So I think that was Monty's. And I think they they tried to adhere to that um, well, instead of, like, like, because there were many times when they thought, okay, we don't give a shit about Sanctum or these fucking primes. So, and they're kind of being a threat to us. So we're just going to kill them, which is what they would have always done on Earth. But they We're just didn't kill though. Him and get out of here. That's not what they did though. That was like several times they tried to work with grounders or they tried to like work with Mount Weather and they were thwarted every time they tried to do that. So it's not that they set out being like just my people. It was never Well, it was that. on both sides because so like the grounders well, were we doing the same thing. That's why it never worked. Do. <laughs> we should have left I mean, them on Earth. I know that I'm well, missing the point by stating that, but I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I understand what you mean. I mean, but I feel like your point is more about like who had more blame. But but the the whole setup of the thing on Earth was always tribalist from the beginning. Like the structure that you found yourself in was tribalist to begin with. Um, and so then, you know, there, there were different degrees of cooperative behavior and I totally agree. I mean, back then, you know, season, when we were talking about season one, two, mm -hmm. I always complained about grounders and I was like, we kind of give them a pass and we're like, ah, the grounders, they're harsh. We do harsh. give them a pass though. <laughs> but I was like, well, no, they're, every time they kill someone, it counts. Like, it's not like, it's actually condescending. To be like, oh, they can't help it. They're just murdering like that. Sure. Um, you know, they have the ability to not be that way. So you should be upset when they do it. So anyway, um, but so I agree with you on that. Um, but that's more about like the proportions of, of, um, responsibility or whatever. But it still doesn't change the fact that Sky Crew were also kind of, they didn't really give a shit about the grounders. They just wanted to have their own life. Um, but they were, yeah, they were less trigger happy and like fighty all the time. And they were more willing Driven to, to make the decisions, but like, it's like either they yeah. roll over and die or they stand up for themselves. Right. And so like, I, I don't mean, understand what you expect yeah. them to do differently. For me, it seems like there's different situations and in different situations you behave differently. But it's it's being made like this whole this whole moral standpoint now that like completely does not make sense when you compare it to like all the situations that they've been in, um, because like yeah I think they they tried to make it that like with the whole um, the the cheesy 
Blake's siblings seen it. It's talking about, they're like, yeah, let's go help Gabriel. It's the right thing to do. Like, yeah, okay, that kind of works into this whole, it's not just about us. But the thing is, they've done shit like that the entire way through. And they only, they only stop when the other side stops cooperating. And like, what are they supposed to do again? Like, they're just supposed to just like, that's fine. Just kill us all. Cool. Awesome. I would rather <laughs> you guys kill us all than us, like, have to, like, fight back because apparently that's wrong. And, like, you know. Well, no, I'm not saying that they, like, they, like, that's that would be pacifism, right? Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, um, you, I mean, it wasn't always, like, so, like, you could, you could show responses that are different to, uh, you know, different degrees of intensity and like sometimes it's disproportionate like it was saying like if they killed one of you and you want to like burn the whole place down mm-hmm. that's disproportionate um and but- that just shows that you have very little regard for these people because they're not the people you intend to save okay but like bellamy said that like one time right after he lost clark like it's not that he like meant it <laughs> Like, but they all I, wanted to do that. It's not dad, just Bellamy. I would immediately be like, oh, I'm going to kill all your people. Like, I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely, that's You'd how I would feel. you talk a lot feel. of shit. Yeah. I would, I would definitely, definitely not talk say a lot that. of shit. Oh, I would 100%. But, I would be, that's the only thing that would keep me from losing my shit and <laughs> sobbing in a ball of liquid. Well, so you're here's killing, the thing. You're going to kill all of who? Like, the fact that you use them. Listen, as, it doesn't like, matter. The it doesn't matter. Trying to it's the add, like, moment. actual follow-through logic to Bubs's um, like, immediate emotional response to trauma. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's just an expression of, like, fuck, I'm going to kill everyone. Or, yeah. like, you know, if I, like, drop an egg on, on the floor and it cracks open and I'm trying to make breakfast, I'm just like, well, fuck it, I'm never going to eat again. Like, yeah. obviously that's not true, but in yeah. the moment, it should be. I feel it. I yeah, feel like exactly. So I, that's not how I saw Bellamy in that moment. Um, you thought he actually meant we're going to fuck them all up. Yeah, it took I one think clearly sentence he, for him he, to be like, right, 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 right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it back because that's not the, that's not the right thing. Okay, okay. No, he had to sit on it. Like he told Murphy to get out of there, and then apparently he thought about it in jail, and he realized that oh, it's not okay. Um, but either way, like I, um, I think if. In moments of frustration, depending on like how deep the trauma is, I don't know if like someone gets slaughtered in front of you, that's different. But like if you're like, you're you're saying like you drop your egg on the floor um, (laughs) and then like you start talking about murdering people. If that's the sort of thing that like fantasy that comes to you when you're frustrated, I think that says something about you. (laughs) I don't think so at all. (laughs) I don't like... I, the reason the shirt, I'm sorry for what I said when I was hungry, exactly. is a thing. It's because, like, you Bellamy had low blood sugar. He had, yeah, he didn't have a snack because well, Clark wasn't there to give him a snack. Yeah, no, I mean, she, she I, has all the fruit snacks in her purse and she wasn't there. <laughs> and, you know, Echo doesn't carry a purse because it's hard to kill people when you've got a bag on your side. So, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I've said a lot of shitty things in the morning before <laughs> when you're breakfast. Hungry. Yeah. That only happens in the morning before breakfast. Well, but how come you I get think, a pass, but Bellamy doesn't get a pass? I when don't. Clark I don't get a pass. Died 
for them. I and don't he thought get she a pass. was dead for six years. And then he gets her back only for the primes. Like they get their second chance and the primes kill her immediately. Like I get him losing his shit at first. Like, because that sucks. Like, that's like not fair. And I and still I feel think it, it reflects and, like, something him, about you. No, no, no. I don't care if it reflects something about you. That he cares about her that much? Great. Awesome. Love him more. Like, and it's just, he no, didn't do it, though. No, he didn't it act reflects, on it. What, no, I think what it matters. The, your actions matter, not what you say. I think well, it matters. Love language. What is the first? It's not just what he says. It, it, what is the first idea that comes to his mind? He could have said, I'm going to kill myself. That no, shows how that person thinks too. I don't know if that's pathetic or not. I don't want to judge it, but it's Well, I don't way, want to it's, say it's pathetic because lots of people are in really horrible situations. So I take that back. But like, it's, I can I say don't... it's pathetic if you want to murder everyone. But I, I either Discussion. way, regardless of what is pathetic, it shows who you are. If you, the first thing that comes to your mind immediately is to kill yourself... That shows something about you. And if the first thing that comes to your mind immediately is to kill everyone if else. If it shows anything. That's also something that, that shows about. If your first thought is to cry and go donate to the poor, that also shows something <laughs> about I don't know. Like, your reaction to a frustrating situation can be very different things. Or soul-crushingly sad. You know what? The only thing it showed me was that... Bellamy is a passionate person and he lost someone he really cared about and he that's I, I, I have no negative things to say about it either okay. way anyway it's not just Bellamy they all agreed no, to that be fair, they were gonna do this to be fair if to he said fair. that about Echo dying I'd be like oh get over it Bellamy like don't be so pathetic <laughs> but I care that he cares about Clark so I'm going I mean, to defend you. Any, we were all upset. any show of him caring about Clark in whatever way it comes so I will admit to whatever bias that is yeah and I mean like he it's not just like um it's not just what he said I mean he's done this before he did this when um well, who's the real girl Oh my um, god, Gina. Gina's real. Gina no. died. Right? Who are you he's, about to say? Oh, actually, the real girl. <laughs> she, yeah, he's actually went through with this for the real girl. Uh, but that, no, 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 no. Let's let's be clear. Bellamy did not take revenge on a bunch of grounders because they killed his girlfriend. Bellamy was in charge of protecting all those people in Mount Weather, and him trusting Echo um, caused them all to be blown up. So Bellamy's reaction to that was, we can't trust grounders. If I, in this other opportunity I have, trust them and they kill a bunch of my people again, that's my fault. I can't do that again. So him retaliating on the grand totally was not that. about them Echo killing his girlfriend. It was about um, it was about him being in a position where he's supposed to protect his people and he failed already. So this time he can't take that chance. Yeah, no, I mean, you could say it was partly about both of them, but it's, I understand not trusting grounders again, but that doesn't justify initiating aggression. Um, what? So, anyway. I feel um, like we, we, we have fallen into um, yeah. a rabbit. Do we have a, not that I'm trying to step on your toes, bubs. Oh, I'm not. A, I'm, a ter- a I'm a terrible wrangler. I, I don't really um, wrangle. Usually you, st- you tell me that I'm going to be the wrangler and then you still wrangle <laughs> So, um, anyways, I think, is maybe, 
anything else actuallys? about the the finale? I don't think there is, but is there? Um, my only well actually is what the fuck was Jordan's purpose uh, this season? Poor Jordan. Yeah, I really, I really wanted Marber's legacy to live on, and that's why I was really excited for this character. Yeah, nope. because like honestly, he's the perfect casting. You very oh, rarely get that. Um, he looks exactly like if Chris Larkin and Chelsea Rice were to have a, a baby. baby. <laughs> like it's 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 scary accurate. Um, and so I really wanted, I wanted him to bond with the crew. I wanted him, like, one of the things I really, really wanted was him to find somebody to do the Monty Jasper high five with. Right. As something his dad taught him and he brought on, whether it's Maddie or like somebody to like, just to have those legacies live on. Because the thing is like, we're in season seven. The reason why the show has seven seasons is because people like the characters, you know, like, Mm -hmm. That's what people are following. And so keep those things that people love alive in whatever way, even if they're not alive. Like, so I'm sad that they didn't dig into that with um, Jordan. And now he's just some side plot of being kind of dumb. Yeah. Like, sorry, he's like kind of really like uncomfortably naive. Yeah. Honestly, like... This is a Pauline that could have given Echo as being, like, someone who followed grounder religion and was like, oh, that's blasphemy in season four. Like, just give her that side plot line. Like, no <laughs> one's going to care if she's, like, a loser. <laughs> so does Jordan believe in the primes? Apparently he's been programmed to believe. Yeah. yeah, or, like, you know, the fact that he was like, well, you know, there's two, like, Jordan fucking both sides this bullshit. <laughs> um, which, uh, Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he he made an argument, uh, you know, a consequentialist argument or whatever that, like, if you think about it, like, there was actually they did. everything was fine until they showed up, it's, which yeah. is true <laughs> in a sense. Um, it just wasn't right. Yeah, and so, but you yeah, know. but but it also it sounded like more than that. It sounded like he actually kind of drank the Kool Aid a little yeah, bit for sure. Yeah. Um I don't think he you could say he completely believes because he was saying God or not, whatever, right? Like I don't know. Um or maybe he knows he's talking to a non believer. I don't know. But it's that's weird. Yeah, I well I think that sometimes when um like when we were talking about ideologies and how people cling on to things, I think sometimes it's like when there's something that's very irrefutable you you don't it's not that you completely just ignore it you find a way to work it into your belief so yeah. like you're saying god or not they actually they created this piece they created us they protected us they created this biome um and for that reason they are gods and so like so there there's things to grab onto without necessarily like refuting everything every fact that's being thrown at you yeah I mean, I think he also has a weird thing for Priya because Priya was Delilah. Delilah. Um, And I think maybe he needs to believe that, like, on some level it's true that Delilah is still alive or, like, that that it was worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that goes back to the whole confirmation bias thing Mm -hmm. where, like, it's really important to him to believe that. Otherwise, a lot of things a lot of his life you know Mm -hmm. will crumble 
Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. They, they weren't totally clear on like whether he's being superstitious about Delilah or he accepted that she died. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought she he accepted it, but now it seems like I don't know. It's yeah. I I, mean, I guess we'll see next yeah. season yeah. in this other awesome. the D plot line. I guess because <laughs> Murphy and Amori apparently are going to be seen as gods <laughs> still. I guess so. That'll be fun. Mm. I mean, I'm ha- I, like I said, I am happy for Amori to be seen as god. It's what that girl deserves. <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> can go smell his own fart somewhere else by himself. <laughs> um, that's how I feel about it. I, you know, if there were any justice in the world, that boy, like, did that boy that, that he was in, a, that that Murphy's oh, right. crime was, w- did he die? Because otherwise I kind of want Amori to like be like, so listen, hey, if we're going to play the parts, maybe a <laughs> little, uh, little, little three-way action. Yeah. I'm just saying, Amori should get it. <laughs> right? Okay, how do I... I was reluctant to make a commentary, but, like, I didn't like that it was, ma- it was, like, a gay kiss, like, played for a joke. Because I thought, like, of everything on the show, all the things that they've done, they would not do that. I, so, I think, Thoughts. I think that they, they did a good job of making it, not that Murray was, Murphy, Murray, Murphy was disgusted <laughs> by it. Like, yeah. I think that that would have been playing mm. it as a joke. I think it was a, oh, this is a consequence of pretending to be someone else mm. um, who, you know, had an okay. entire other okay. life. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't see it as an actual like joke. Um, I think, I think that they played it well enough that it was like the funniness was Murphy's sort of not expecting it, but not being repulsed by it or anything like that, but just being like, Oh fuck. Like, like, he's like, that was interesting. Yeah. Well, I think because it's, um, he, I think much like the primes, ignoring that these people had lives, uh, you know, that they were taking into the body snatching. I think it also forced Murphy to sort of realize that he was playing a part, not that faking being a prime also came with sort of an entire storyline and baggage. I mean, it wasn't like the best thing in the world, but I wasn't like horribly offended by it or anything like mm-hmm. that. But that's just me. I don't speak for all gays. Mm-hmm. Or do I? <laughs> you do for me. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, did you want to do your well actually, Shaheen, or did we already cover it? I can't remember. Um, no. Um, mine was just the <laughs> the crazy adjuster lady. Um, she didn't have to burn herself. Well, um, but she's like, dramatic. Well, no, because she was going to just throw a, uh, throw a torch on the building and burn it. She could have done that during the chaos. And not um, then, like, torched herself and yeah, run into why, the building? It was kind of, like, what changed between then and now that now all of a sudden you want to kill yourself? I, I wondered um, in the moment if she started to doubt. So then she was like, no, better kill myself before I doubt uh-huh. it too much. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know, though. I I did not appreciate the rampant theme of suicide in season six. Like, I think people have already very much pointed out how there's an issue and how you handle that kind of thing. Um, And you have to be very delicate about it. But it was just left and right this season. I I started making a list and I lost count as to how many instances (laughs) of, like, suicide 
um, were employed. So that's my well, actually, slash don't. <laughs> um, wrapping up, do people have things to recommend? I do. Woo! Woo! Um, we are watching Black Sails, uh, starring uh, King Rowan himself, uh, Zach McGowan. Um, highly recommended. Highly recommend this show. Um, it's already finished its run. There were four seasons. It was on Hulu slash Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like there is a plot line in season one that can be a little bit difficult, but like I will say, stick through it. That character's arc over the whole season is fucking phenomenal. So like, know that it's going somewhere. Um, the acting in it is is really great. There are characters who, who I didn't prefer at the beginning, and the show like has done such a good job of like sort of making me give two fucks about them and like really enjoying them. Um, the show is actually anchored by um, Maggie Smith's son. Um, hmm. Yeah, which is, fuck, what is his name? Toby something. Um, Maggie Smith's son. Like Q? So, uh, Toby Stevens um, is his name. And so if you watch the show, you can actually be like, oh, he looks a lot like fucking Maggie Smith. And he plays um, Captain Flint. Oh, and the idea of this is a lot of these characters were actual historical pirates. Um, it's sort of like a historical fiction show uh, that they're that they're sort of crafting. And the idea of it is it's a, it's a prequel to Treasure Island. Um, so you do have a lot of the same characters, Long John Silver is in it, and you actually find out how he gets the name Long John Silver. Um, uh, Captain Flint, who is a real person, is in it. Um, Jack Rackham, uh, there's a lady pirate named Anne Bonnie, I think, and she was a real person. And then there are also some not real people, but it's um, it's just a really, really good, compelling, fast act, fast pace. And there's a lot of a lot of hard choices that these characters have to make. And I think because they are on ships, so like everyone will have a plan and then everyone splits up, but because it takes everyone so long to get anywhere, um, you know, you're on a boat, somebody's on an island. And so like all of these best laid plans sort of like go to shit and then people have to sort of coordinate on themselves independently of each other. And then when they come back, maybe their alliances or their goals are not the same for whatever reason. It's a very like interesting way that they play the story of sort of ramping up tensions, making people make really hard choices in the moment, knowing that like they might not see another person ever again. Like mm-hmm. they might, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's really, really good. Um, I but there are also kind of, penises. Uh, there is, there is a sighting of Zach McGowan's penis. I actually missed it. I had to get Cece to tell me where it was. Um, <laughs> if you really, but it, it, like, we couldn't really see it very well. Cause like we were watching at night on the projector though. If you are, I guess, super into seeing his penis, uh, I would recommend Shameless. There is a far better, more, uh, less dark and sand covered shot of it. Um, but again, the, the, the show is worth watching without trying to just hunt for, 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 for a cock shot. Yeah, I was just, yeah. And and to further tie it into The Hundred, Maggie Smith also has another son named Chris Larkin. Wait, really? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Like Chris, oh my God, he totally does. Oh, he does not look like Toby Stevens. (laughs) Oh wait, is he also on Black Sails though? Yeah, he was. Holy shit. (laughs) They were both on Black Sails. Yeah. Holy shit. That's amazing. God, he was such a bastard on Black Sit. Well, no, sorry. Well, whatever. I'm spoiler alert. I mean, you don't have siblings. To be fair, everyone is so morally gray on this show. Mm -hmm. Like, no Mm -hmm. one is a good person. Like, no one is 100% good on this show. So, um, I actually, Shaheen, I think that you would like it if you can wrangle someone's Hulu login. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And pirates. Yeah. I can wrangle some Iranian pirate websites. Nice. <laughs> no, I don't do that. No, he does no, not I'm do that. that out. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> what about you, Bubs? What are you watching? Um, so I did start rewatching um Cloak and Dagger. I started with everyone else way back when, but I kind of like petered off, so now I'm like trying to like watch it through all the way again. And one of my biggest issues when I watch TV shows is I'll be on my computer or on my phone and I, and I'm like, oh, this is mediocre. But it actually isn't. I'm just like not paying attention. <laughs> um, which I do not do for the hundred, in case you're wondering, with all my salt. I do watch it like three times. You watch per it like episode. eight times. Yeah. So it's not like it's not an issue here. But like with Cloak and Dagger it was kind of an issue. Um, so now that I've been, like, paying attention, it's actually, like, a really good show. And, like, the main characters are adorable. Um, and you just, like, you kind of just want to, like, squeeze them and, like, give them all the great things. Um, so if you're looking for, like, kind of a comfort show that starts off, like, a little bit dark, I would say check out Cloak and Dagger if you haven't seen it already. Um, the other thing I wanted to recommend, which I don't know if I've done before, but I subscribe to this, like subscription boxing called finders keepers um and it's like a puzzle that they send you in the box where you have to like look at clues and like figure things out and it's like each is like location based so like my last box was canada themed and this box is um washington dc themed and so each one is kind of like that um and you're supposed to use the internet to try to like pick up more clues anyways if you're if you're someone who just like likes puzzles and figuring stuff out you should definitely try findersseekers.com and see if you'll like it anyways shaheen um i got nothing i've been reading nothing but dissertation stuff mm. so read my dissertation it's pretty good Woo! <laughs> you're not gonna be able to because it's only on my computer <laughs> well once you publish it yeah, yeah. i'll let you know Cool, cool. We'll be waiting at diversity. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so next episode, we will resume our coverage of Human Season 2 um, coming this fall. We don't have a schedule Ooh. yet, but we'll let you know. Woo! <laughs> um, and yeah, again. That's any... what I'm here for. <laughs> no, yeah. And again, um, any feedback questions, uh, you know where to find us, whether that's Twitter, maybe Geekoyan, or Reddit, or our gmail which is just the same as our twitter um cool bye guys cool. bye Take everyone <laughs> oh may we geek again is that what we say at the end may we geek again, may we geek again. okay <laughs>